Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of um, Soul Citizen. This is episode 18, where we talk about CitizenCon 2016. Ho hope you got your snacks and your drinks ready, because this is going to be a bit long, over two hours. But be before we get into the episode, um, the actual um, video, let's ha um, talk about our guests. Um, first off, um, Colossal, to tell us about yourself. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Colossal, um, aka Colossal, aka Shoot First, Ask Questions Later. Glad you guys are on the screen, the stream tonight. Um, first thing about me, uh, in real life, I am an educator. I teach here in the grand old state of Florida. Pray for us. And other than that, um, I am a longtime uh, fan of Chris Roberts, and I've been watching and playing Star Citizen. Uh, watching Star Citizen since 2012, playing it since 2015-16. So, yeah, that's me. And next we have Gigi, or the Green Agile. Hope I pronounced that right. Something like that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Gigi. I've been playing Star Citizen for about a year, year and a half now. I play a lot of MMOs, RPGs, and that kind of thing. Uh, Y'all seen me before, so what up? <laughs> And I almost forgot myself. I'm Fast Card, also known as FC. Uh, I, I'm all over the place. You can find me. You, you, you search me up on, on Twitter. You can find me there. You can find me whatever, whatever I'm up to. Um, so, uh, Colosso, I heard we had a survey this, this, this week. Did you tell us about that? Yeah, we do have a survey. <laughs> um, our survey was, I believe, on our esteemed host. Um, <laughs> and a fast card and the survey is and i'll bring it up a little bit later but the question that i want to ask you guys right now and those of you guys that are in the chat welcome and i'm gonna go ahead and put this survey up to you all and maybe you guys can go ahead and guess um so here's the question the question is which is not one of fast cards titles which is not one of fast cards titles and here are your four choices your four choices are The Grinding Beast, Fudge of Chocolate, Rider of Plays, or Black Jurassic. Okay, I just wanted to put that up to you. We'll go ahead and come back to this toward, later on in the show. And y'all know, and Fastcart is a man of many names, so choose <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I'll go in, into how I got some of those names at the end of the show also, so just, uh, stay tuned for that. All right, so like I said earlier, I hope you got your drinks and everything ready by now. Um, this week it's about um, CitizenCon 2016. Um, I went there. This is my first um, CitizenCon that I went to. It was in LA, California, obviously, in 2016. And I had a good time. I I got more out of meeting the community there than uh, the actual presentation itself. The presentation and everything was great, and I'm glad I went. But we had like bar citizens back to back to back and and everything like that. Just me and everyone was great. How about you, Colossal? Uh, unfortunately, I did not go to this one, but I can I do get to have a little bit of something to claim fame. I was telling Fastcart earlier this is the first time that I saw Fastcart without having to meet Fastcart on the video. Uh, because uh, he happened to show up on the video, and I thought what he talked about was pretty ins inspirational to me. You know, as a teacher, um, I, you know, we get very, very soft when we see things um, uh, that our kids uh, go through in life and things like that. And I thought how Star Citizen and other uh, uh, software programs, uh, how they helped 
fast card move through with the game. I thought that was very inspirational to me. So that was the very first time that I actually saw um, uh, fast card. Now I did see him in uh, in person without meeting him in Austin and uh, two years ago in Citizen Con was it 2948 I believe or 2829. Yes. So I, I, I saw him there and, and several other people. So I was amazed. But uh, I remember this Citizen Con very very well because it had some things that it promised us and did not live live up to it. But I, I can't wait till we talk about this. And Gigi, you have no experience or no knowledge whatsoever. This will be fresh for you, correct? Yes, it will. I was actually supposed to go to Citizen Con this year. It was going to be my very first Citizen Con. Got I think everyone was. Playing tickets and everything. Yeah. And, you know, the Rona. So, <laughs> no Citizen Con for me, but that's okay. I'd rather be safe, you know, and hopefully next year I'll get my opportunity. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that goes for a lot of people. We rather be safe than shy. So yeah, yeah. yeah folks just stay about there, please. All right, so let's get into it. Let's start the video. Good afternoon to everyone here. Uh, if you're here at the show and you happen to see Nick Elms after the show, please buy him a drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good afternoon to everyone online, or good evening, or uh, good morning tomorrow. I think that bout covers everybody, seeing as we have everybody across the globe. Um, thank you all for joining us here, and welcome to CitizenCon 2016. CitizenCon is essentially a celebration of all of you together, essentially all of us, and what a shared group of people with like-minded people can achieve. The seemingly impossible, we make it possible. So here is a video that highlights our journey so far. My name is Chris Roberts, <laughs> and I would like to build a universe with you. And, uh, before even the campaign, before even Chris's wanting to create a place, because he knew that there was going to be a long time in development from the crowdfunding to the actual release of the game. And so, you know, foundationally, very early on, wanted a place for the backers and the fans of Space Sims to be able to get together and talk and share stories about games that they love and talk about stuff at the Haven, you know, to find kindred spirits who share the same love. Star Citizen community means, I mean, pretty much everything to me. That was why I got involved in this project. Um, and it's, it's what energizes me, uh, everyone I work with, I think everyone in the company. I really always wanted to build a game that sort of put me in one of these worlds and let me adventure, but I wanted it to be in a way that I sort of went around and, and really felt like I was in the world. And so up until then, that was sort of the things that I sort of felt had been missing from a lot of games. Chris had this really big vision for a big world and so while he was still creating that we were creating the community website and we were interacting with all of you guys and it just kept building and building. The community that Star Citizen has developed over the past four years has devoted thousands of hours into making sure that Star Citizen becomes the best game it can possibly be. It really proves what we can achieve 
without a publisher. You've got that brilliant, like, immediate communication, like, back and forth. The backers and the subscribers are with us, so they're not in studio with us, but we really feel that they're with us. And it's been fantastic, you know, it shapes, shapes what we're doing every day. Um, you know, people look at it, take note of it, and you know, everybody's opinion matters. We read the forums, we read the comments, and those, that feedback is also felt. Just from them playing, that's giving us a tremendous amount of information. You're sort of sharing stuff almost daily and getting feedback and you're riffing off what people are sort of responding to. And I think there's an energy that comes with it. You know, they're waiting for cool stuff from you. Their hopes and dreams are with you and, and uh, you kind of want to not let them down. We just want to make the best game we can. We want to make something which has never been made before and we're not prepared to compromise that vision. This is the fourth Citizen Con uh, since we launched uh, in 2012 and it's quite a great opportunity to reflect for a second uh, how far we have come. We started out with a dozen people, Chris, Sandy, myself, Ben and a few other volunteers. After adding uh, Los Angeles and Austin, really ramping it up in 13, we added Manchester in 14, we added Frankfurt in 15 and now we are at 360 developers and, and support staff uh, in all these locations. Uh, all thanks to the community having given us this incredible opportunity. I'm not so aware of any other area, um, whether it's in Austin games elsewhere, and uh, everything else combined, where, uh, still does not have more like workers than Frankfurt. Or, I'm sorry, Manchester. On the basis of this fan and community support, right. and it's just absolutely great. We do events with the community all the time. Backers are there, they're, they're hanging out with us, they're telling us how excited they are about what they've just played, how excited they are about the work we've just done how excited they are about work that they've seen partway in development, right? Um, that's all stuff that, that the team gets energized and pumped up about. At Gamescom this year, on the, on the show floor in the convention, we had hundreds of thousands of people over the course of the week come and, and see us, and we were exposed to that, and we had people lining up for two hours at times just to play, uh, play Arena Commander, see what was already playable in the game. There's people all around the country and the world that I would not have had the luxury of meeting and befriending if it wasn't for Star Citizen. As I followed the game, and as I brought it into my streaming career, um, and got to meet the community, all they just kind of kept snowballing. To me, it's Star amazing how many people are still around. Freedom from publishers. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, if anybody's going to take a poll on this, how many of these people are still around? Universe, they have been watching Quite a few. Test Squadron. It's a fantastic community, and that really is what this is about. We're just a small slice of the greater Star Citizen community. Once they started being able to walk around, I think they started to really recognize the possibilities of what what was happening. Star Citizen is a chance to finally get to be an astronaut without having to be good at math. Um, I decided to try out um, Rachel Tech. I think we're doing Mustang and Gamma. And Ooh, I tell played one handed, so I had to use voice. I forgot about this <laughs> And it took me a while to get used to it, but um, eventually, like, by the fifth or sixth lap, I was, I was getting the hang of it, and it was really enjoyable. So I'm really happy that Star Citizen allowed people like me to enjoy the game. We got into a 20 minute dogfight until he was too damaged and I ended up chasing this guy to about three different comrades before he went to Port Olazar. And since it was a neutral zone, the only way to get the kill, I went blades out and went for the ram. Actually, took off on a few different ships and you know what? I never got any um and it was actually kind of cool to see the dark side of the moon, but also before when we went, cruised went around under. and we slowly <laughs> saw the sun just coming across the horizon. And to me, that that was kind of a really beautiful moment. That's kind of with the shade. <laughs>
typically in development, uh, us devs were locked in a room for building for years, right? Without much visibility, without much feedback on really what we're doing. Um, with Star Citizen, we're so open with the community and, and, and forward-facing. They see what we do. To get that feedback from people, to get the appreciation of the work and the effort that we're putting in, that in return drives the team. They show us the good. Well, and here's the question: If you were to translate his hair to my hair, do you think that would look good? Oh, the <laughs> Freedom, you know, they might call you the Black Jesus. You never know. You just... <laughs> hey, that's actually one of my titles. Oh goodness! Of course we're it is. We're always striving to build new tools so that the community can Enhanced communicate survey, and share their feedback and ideas <laughs> so that we can incorporate into the game. Issue Console was a tool that we created to allow our community to uh, not just submit bugs, but ultimately make Star Citizen better. With the scope and the size of this game, uh, we don't just value the bugs submitted Marine from the for the follow. Sometimes they even show up with the Mark Bug Smasher Thank you. event. Welcome to Bug Smashers. Ready to smash the bug? Please, y'all, don't put a All of us who back this game know that CIG and Chris are doing something special here. Because the community supports oh, us, we're able to make excellent shows like Around the Verse. Welcome to episode 100 of Around the Verse. This is a, a little highlight for you guys. We're going to take good, a brief look at the Bengal. It's the first ship that Chris revealed for Squadron 42. Warmakers, etc. Just to show you not just how we're making this game, but kind of dig a little bit more inside of uh, what it takes. One of my favorite of fan video editors, uh, a, a gentleman named Years 100, created the Imagine trailer. He took all of our videos, he cut them together in new and exciting ways. It's one of my favorite ways that the community I remember that. has influenced not the development of our game presentation. Welcome to the next great starship. The next great starship uh, was a show that That's right, Chip. Uh, put he together did because stuff. they actually wanted to get involved and make a ship for Star Citizen. So these great pieces that not only got integrated into our game, but also into our team. We have some of the guys from Next Great Starship are actually on our team today, continuing to push the envelope on every spaceship you see that goes into Star Citizen. Star Citizen is a dream that thousands and thousands of people across the world share. The most immersive and diverse space game ever created. A game that can change the way we think about gaming in general. Everyone is given their thoughts, everyone is given their ideas, and everyone is so friendly. I would like to thank all of you guys, everyone, uh, potential backers, backers, fans, everyone for the incredible amount of support because we couldn't have done it without you. I want to thank the community. You have, you have made this job so rewarding. You have made Star Citizen so much better. When Star Citizen launches properly, like, you know, what someone would consider a commercial We're actually, by the time we get there, we, we, we know we're going to have millions of people there excited to play and uh, be part of it. And I think that's a massive benefit of being open and, and uh, you know, doing what we do. Star Citizen is, and always will be, more than a AAA game. So much more. Please raise your hand if you have made at least one heartfelt connection with another human being while being part of this project in any shape or form. Please give up a smile for one memory on Star Citizen that has absolutely made your day. I am a Star Citizen. I am a Star Citizen. I'm a Star Citizen. I'm a Star Citizen. I'm a Star Citizen. I'm a Star Citizen. We are Star Citizens. I am a Star Citizen. And I'm proud to call myself a Star Citizen.
Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> it's an amazing journey that we've been on, and it's only going to continue. Um, that reminds me from last year, and I had a bit of a rough time, and I also had a bit of a rough time this year, and I would personally like to thank... I'm going to cry again. God damn it. <laughs> I would personally like to thank Even all of the community for her because right now, if it weren't for you all, I, I don't yeah, know how was, I could do my job. I didn't even know her then. And I don't even know her now, but just looking at that, I, you know, I was rooting for whatever hardship she was going through. You don't wish that on anybody. It's, I think I've mentioned this before, but it is the first gaming community that I've ever been a part of. And I'm biased to say that it's the best gaming community ever. <sighs> okay. My mind's gone completely blank. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Rico for creating barcitizen.sc. I remember earlier in the year, Alexis and I sat around and I said, you know, I really want to, you know, because there's a, you know, a thousand people here, but we have hundreds of thousands of fans you all know, over the world in every single country. Was, was his and name, so the name Alexis and I came up for, with Bar um, Citizen and the we kind of had to in, uh, select because, you know, we had so many. And Frankfurt, give it up for Frankfurt, they no, had like 200 and something I'm people respond. So we had to do three Bar Citizens. So Rico has created barcitizen.sc. Within three weeks, we've already had 27 Bar Citizens around the world. Some of them going on tonight. So if you'd like to attend one of those or host your own so that everybody around the world can hang out together, then check that out. <laughs> oh, no, <I> just, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. In other community news, the referral program that we launched last year, we've actually had two fans who have um, got 1,042 new backers into the game. And both of them receive a Million Mile High Club that they can invite their friends to. The first one, I think we mentioned him last year at the live stream. His name is AlphaCast, and he's from France. And then the other one, Schwimmy, is from the USA. So give it up for those two. I'm still stuck at four. Before I hand over to Chris, I would like to thank all of our <laughs> volunteers. Where are our volunteers? Can you dream. raise your hands? <laughs> <laughs> all of our streamers who have been streaming for the past three days, where are you? And then an appreciation for all of our staff who have been working around the clock. Um, Chris. Uh, you know, would come home pretty much most nights this week at three o'clock in the morning, and I'd ask him how it's going. So, <laughs> uh, and um, yes, exactly. So, props to all of our staffs and our contractors from around the world. Your support, you know, and support from all of you fans basically encourages us to keep raising the bar. And so, now without further ado, I would like to introduce Chris Roberts. <laughs>
So, uh, re really, I should applaud you. I mean, we made that video for you guys because that is genuinely the way that everybody at any one of our studios and everyone that is at uh, partners like Behavior or Turbulent feel because we would not be here. We would not have the opportunity of building the game we are, pushing the boundaries we are without everyone that's in this community, in this room, that's in the community around the world. Oh, 29, uh, 46. So, you know, I got, a, I got very, I mean, I'm a star citizen, and thank you guys so much, because you guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I love you guys, and I'm pretty sure everyone else that's working with on this game loves you guys. So you, you are our secret source. You are what makes us go. Uh, you, We're getting you some make echo it from you. easy to work hard because you know there's a massive amount of people out there that love and are excited by what you're doing and that is if anyone does anything creative or actually doing anything that is really important and, and you give us that so thank you so 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 much for that um, anyway. so as a, as, a, as a bit of a reflection because you know I look back, I mean, sometimes you're so busy working and, you know, just what are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow? You don't ever get a chance to go and say, you know what? It's amazing what we've achieved already during the past four years. And, you know, what we're going to do in the future is going to be even better. But, I mean, just I look back on it and, you know, I look at that video and I go, you know, this is incredible. I mean, we have such an amazing community. We've built so many, there's so many connections being built. There's... A lot of, I mean, people are playing games now, they're streaming now. With, I mean, it's just a fraction of what's going to be in the final game. But, you know, I keep, like, reading stuff online and seeing these YouTube videos and seeing Twitch streams, and I'm going, wow, that looks, that looks cool. And it's amazing how much different he looked like from 2012 spent, to 2013, you know, just in one year. And I was trying to find someone stranded on the it's far side of a moon somewhere or an asteroid field. And, and, and generally, like, most gaming communities tend to sort of, like, shoot each other and troll each other. And I know we have a little bit of that in our community, but <laughs> I, I think... I would say more often than not, we have a community that helps each other out, and you know they help each other play the game, understand the game. I mean, they do a much better. You guys do a much better job than us in terms of actually like uh, educating on how to play the game. We're going to get better at that, uh, but we're busy building sort of some of the core text and everything. But because of you guys, we've sort of grown. So looking back at it, if you take a look at it here, I mean, this is sort of a timeline we thought it'd be interesting to lay out. Uh, you know, obviously we launched four years ago tomorrow. Uh, you know, back in October of 2012. Uh, I look a little younger there, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit like the U.S. presidency, I think. You sort of age a lot as you get into it. And so, you know, and, you know obviously we, 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 we got money, but then you've got to get the offices and start hiring people. So our first office opened in January of 2013 in Austin, and I think we started with 11 or 12 or 13 people. Uh, then we off opened the LA offices in April of that year where we had, I think, about five or six people. Uh, we managed to get the hangar module out in 2013, which was actually quite an achievement considering we were still just opening offices and had a very small number of people. Uh, but that was, you know, the uh, GamesCon at, uh, you know, 2013, which I think was a, would always be a very special memory for me because it was our sort of first event with all you guys in person and uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, but, you know, at the end of uh, 2013, uh, we had 48 people, which is a lot less uh, than we have now. 
Let's see if it moves. I know. Eric, I... I don't know why it's not moving. Yeah, red one, there you go. Um, okay. <laughs> Never fails. Uh, so, you know, and then uh, we're lucky enough to have uh, my brother and some other uh, key, uh, you know, uh, old friend. I mean, you know, I have, you know, Nick Elms, who was working on uh, this uh, presentation, uh, who's our creative director of Foundry 42. Uh, so Nick and myself and my brother and Phil Meller all grew up together, and then there's a few other key members of Foundry 42 that are here that we've known for years. We worked on Starlancer together, so, uh, you know, for instance, Derek Senior, and uh, later on, Paul Jones, and they're all here around the audience, so buy a, get a drink with them later on. Um, but, uh, but we opened Magic, we're very lucky to have them come aboard in January, and it was mostly because of your guys' support that we felt, I felt comfortable enough to go to my brother, who was, you know, he was at Traveler's Tales making Lego games, doing really well, and they all had very safe, secure jobs in big corporate America. And uh, I said, hey, you want to come do something a bit more risky, but potentially more fun? And you know, they said, well, there's only so many years you can make Lego games. Uh, and they were lucky enough to get them aboard. Um, and uh, so you know, we worked really hard to get the Arena Commander out that year, which was a combination between the UK team coming on board and the US teams working on it. Uh, and by the end of uh, you know, 2014, we had 161 people. So that's a pretty, from 48 to 161 is pretty big. And we got 1.0 out uh, by December of um, that year, which had a whole bunch of ships. And the, you know, like I said, the dogfight model was out in the middle of June. Um, and we um, started to do the first performance capture for Soundry 42 in April of 2015. Let's see if this will advance now. Oops, hang on. Well, that's, that's the TV screen. It's not advancing. For What's going on? Here we go. All right, they've advanced it. I think, I think they're advancing it up in the booth, and I'm not advancing it. Um, I, I don't know why the advance key's not working, but the switch the screen key works for some reason. Um, so anyway, and then uh, in 2015, besides shooting Squadron 42, we got the Frankfurt office, um, and you know, they've made massive contributions. You are actually going to see a lot of uh, some of the core work they've done. We've got an incredibly talented team there. We have Brian Chambers representing from Frankfurt here. Uh, so if you, if you see him with his, uh, you know, kind of rocker hair hanging out, he's, he's as cool in person as he looks. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we got 2.0 out at the end of last year, which was a huge milestone because that had the 64-bit large world multi-cruise ships and a lot of the, t uh, the beginnings of the core tech that's going to power Star Citizen. The end of last year, we had 258 people, again, because of uh, you guys. Uh, and interesting enough, we, you know, Manchester, um, so our Foundry 42 officers become the biggest and still uh, ends up being. Uh, then of June of this year, we got um, 2.4 out, which is the first uh, iteration of Star Citizen Alpha that has some level of persistence, and that is just going to increase as we go on. So, you know, your character will keep and and uh, keep his items and, and eventually sort of get wear and tear and grow old and all the rest of the stuff. So that'll be very cool. Uh, and we launched uh, 2.5, uh, which had sort of an extra sort of spawning area, Grim Hex, which I hear a lot of people camp out and, and shoot people when they, they try to get out of it at the moment in August. Uh, so, you know, you got Outlaw and, and, and good guys. All right, let me try to see if this is going to move. Eric, can you advance that? 
please. Help me. Save me. There you go. Uh, so so the, uh, today we have uh, you know, 363 people, which is an amazing amount. I know. Uh, um, so there's the numbers split between the places. This is all because of you. We, you know, we are entirely crowdfunded. Basically build yeah. this game of definitely my dreams. I think most of the developers work on it, and I'm pretty confident your guys' dreams in a way that we're unfettered That's and curious, we're trying to even Austin, just Los go Angeles, and Frankfurt I mean, combined you know, still doesn't reach the size Lebanon, of Manchester. Just do time. it! Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I forgot about this. Uh, boom, sorry, boom. I saw that video recently when we were getting our um, Citizen Con stuff and thought it was quite amusing. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll rip it. I won't do the rest of this stuff where you get kind of a bit crazy and look around. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's because of you guys. And I think that um, you know I said that when I started this. The community is the core of what makes Star Citizen go. It's what makes us special. It's in the DNA from the very very beginning of the project. Uh, you saw in the video, you know, Dave Haddock, who's been with us from the very beginning. Before we even announced Star Citizen and Squadron 42, we started with a website which was basically, hey, you know, if you love space games, you love PC games, uh, you know, at that time, no one was paying any attention to that. No one cared about it. You know, now, obviously, you know, if you take a look, everyone's doing it. It's, it's trendy now. It's, you're a AAA game. You're, it's hell of doing a Call of Duty that's set in space. So... Uh, you know, it's, it's like we've become mainstream, but back then there wasn't, and we said, you know, and, and I, it was basically just, I miss this kind of game, I love it, that's the game I used to make, and I sort of felt like, well, that was the whole impetus of Star Citizen, and we, and, and we started with saying, well, you know, it's about the people, and I look back on it, and I looked at what I saw with WC News, and the fact that we're still a community that, you know, is passionate about Wing Commander, long, long, long after the last real Wing Commander game had sort of come out, I mean, it's, you know, sort of a dormant property sitting at EA, and, and I was like, you know, I love this stuff, I think other people love this stuff, and we started with a site, and, you know, we had 30,000 people sign up before we had even announced uh, Star Citizen, and, you know, 10,000 on the first day, which was amazing, but that, the key was that the DNA of the project started with the community, and from day one, we've always tried to do that, and I think, if you look at why we've, wh where we are, and where, what we're able to do, I think that is 100% due to the community. And so one of, segue for that would be here. Oh, that's finally suddenly one, unless Eric's really good at hitting a button when I hit a button. Um, you guys have always been in the community, right? You make what makes it special. And it's, it's a very different way, I think, to make games. And we've always focused on creating tools to do that. So, you know, like even where we couldn't have friends or you're getting together necessarily in the game, we created organizations for the website and ways that people can be discussing on forums and chatting and all the rest of stuff. And it's important to us to have the ability for you to not only interact in the game, but also interact outside the game and, and create connections. And I think you could see from the video, and I know you guys all have stories. I mean, I'm amazed. I see everyone with their organization. Everyone's got their own organization custom shirt and, and, and you know, and they get their own get togethers and, you know, there's deep lore and history behind a lot of stuff. And I mean, I'm just blown away by it. And it's, and I think it's fantastic. And I think it's really key. So for us, it's very important to put the tools in the hands for you guys. So Eric, I'm pressing a button, make me look good. 
No, no, that's not the right one. All right, back. All right, okay. So um, I guess there, there's in the, 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 I thought I had one more card here, but I don't. I wonder why um, each and every you, year he has a problem with that clicker. He's probably got one of those clickers that says you can't be no more than 50 feet away from um, but, the projector. Um, so I'm gonna th I'm I going have to, no idea. Um, it's a dark citizen tradition now. It's like he just has to screw you know, up his clicker. <laughs> Not right if he doesn't. Basically. And there's a lot of different uh, stuff. So we, we've actually <laughs> thought about it long and hard, exactly. and we sort of decided that not wrong. even though we said we were going to do not this wrong thing at in all. typical Star Citizen fashion, we need to do this thing. And we want to make sure that we give you guys tools <laughs> in, in such a way that um, you'll be able to interact and communicate in-game, out-of-game, uh, in, in, in a sort of fluid way that is very indicative of today's modern uh, internet age. Uh, so I'm going to hand you over to John Erskine, uh, who's our VP of Online Operations and Publishing, and Benoit, who is the uh, Chief Technical Officer of um, Turbulent, who uh, you know are amazing. They build our web platform. They're already they're up nominated for an award for the Adobe Cutting Edge Award, and you guys should all vote for them. But I'm going to hand you over to him. And they're gonna they they're gonna tell you about uh, what we have in the works for you guys on, trailer. Uh, on the community front. Here we go. Yeah, Thank I think you. I mentioned there was a lot of hype about Squadron 42. Well, hey, it's it's really a thrill to be here with you today. It's exciting to be. When at, I saw that uh, comment, I felt it in my soul. Colossal is gonna have something to say about Squadron 42. We're gonna switch over to some other slides here, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what we've been doing. I just doing want to be on, on record. I'm fine with them side. not showing I'm a trailer this year. Continue with the theme that we've begun here today to talk about this year or that engagement year? and sharing. Oh, this year, this year. If we look at the vision that we have on our platform, as Chris mentioned, this is something that's been core to the concept of Star Citizen even before the project was formally announced. We want to share trailer, this experience have with you a and date on we it. want to share content it says it's to you and we want to get feedback from you. This idea of connecting <laughs> with our community and then allowing communities to connect with each other I mean, the last time they did a trailer with the Bishop speech, and that was 2015, they put it at, Star Citizen. Uh, 2016 at, the, at the end and of the trailer. And I have so to tell you, personally, it's, it's really amazing to work with someone like Chris, who understands this in the core of his DNA, because I have worked at other companies where you'd have to pitch these kinds of ideas to somebody who might be kind of skeptical, really. With Chris, a lot of times it's the other way around. Um, we may sort of come with some ideas and he'll say, well, guys, I just, I don't think you're thinking big enough here. <laughs> so I'm going to share an example of that with you today. Um, our goal from the platform is to be able for you to experience the game. You need to be able to do basic things like get the game and buy the game and download the game and patch the game. But we also want you to be able to connect with other people, both inside the game itself, but also in the real world. Because as we look at how technology is moving today, there's less of a distinction between the virtual world and the real world. And every day those walls are coming down further and further. So that's really a core 
vision that we have on the platform. So we've had the opportunity already to build some really cool and revolutionary tools on our platform and we've shared them with the community of Star Citizen. We have some traditional things like forums. You know, forums have been around for a long time. We've been able to build some things that we believe advance traditional things like, you know, most online games have some sort of guild and grouping system and we have our organization system. I think it's unique that we released the organization system so early in the development process and people were able to create organizations almost three years ago, I believe, maybe two and a half years ago. And as, as we, I have some stats on the next slide, but we have an amazing number of people and an amazing number of organizations already. We've been able to build things like the Community Hub, so it's easy to share content on our site. We've been able to do yeah, things in the game, we, like we don't believe those the rental dates, system, we know being able to use your UEC to Does do things in the game. anybody believe those dates? I'm and we've been able to do some things that are really no. unique, like the Issue Council, where people are able to actually actively participate in the process of reporting bugs and verifying bugs and prioritizing bugs and doing all that. And, and uh, I know from talking with other developers, they're very jealous of the system because first of all, they don't have the, the technical piece. And second, most people don't have fans who care enough to actually be that involved. So I think that's a very revolutionary tool that we've already built. So thank you for your involvement there. We, we had some stats in the video, but I'll come back to a couple of these to talk about engagement. You know, on our forums today, which are pretty traditional forums, we've had almost half a million unique threads. We've had seven million people actually write yeah, okay. a comment to you those threads. Keep and your 300 million views of video those threads. Those are, just, those are incredible numbers. It's a huge community and it's we a have huge amount of engagement. In the tier. organization system, as you can see, we have more than 40,000 or almost more than 40,000 organizations today, which is staggering. And almost 200,000 unique people are members of organizations and many people are members of more than one organization. So it's, a, it's very, very interesting. And it's a very, very, very powerful about that a bit. message that people are incredibly engaged in the tools that we've built. So, um, you know, last year at CitizenCon, we announced and launched the star map, uh, which was yeah, super cool. And uh, like I said, that was a good example of how uh, we sort of gave people an opportunity to vote on things that they thought were the biggest priority. And um, we had some ideas yeah. about what we wanted to build. Phenomenal. And uh, Star Map wasn't necessarily at the top of Ever. our list, but it was Honestly. at the top of your list. And yeah, so like, we changed some it. of our priorities around and we came up with a plan. And then up, we found like, out that, that we weren't thinking big enough. So. We made something that's very, very yep. revolutionary to be able to have such an amazing tool on the web to explore the game universe and, and such visual fidelity. And so after we launched the star map, Benoit and I started looking more at our roadmap and our priorities to decide what we should do next. And we had some ideas about an evolutionary advancement to some of the systems that we have today. And in January, we presented some of our plans to Chris. We really liked the plans. And we talked about it more with Chris. And he said, well, I don't think you're thinking nearly big enough. And so um, we went away and we sort of digested this feedback. And 
uh, Benoit and I started to think, well, with, with this much blank canvas, what would we do? And so I'm thrilled to turn it over to Benoit today, and he's going to tell you what we've been working on since the second pitch to Chris. Now, have we seen him since Hello. then? This is um, the yeah. second time Chris does this to me, and I need to come in front of you guys to show you what we're working on. I'm pretty excited to be able to show you uh, what we can now, do. He, I don't think he was there at JitterSkyCon in 2018, but I remember him seeing another and stuff like that. When we presented Orgs 2.1 to Chris, which was basically a new form system for your, your guild, we quickly saw that the feature set that we needed needed to be way bigger than just the he traditional might still form be a engine. We just don't know. Also, we didn't want to just Talk build to a form out. engine for the sake of it, which is, you know, it's still a pretty old medium. So we wanted to basically start reinventing that. You can switch. And so we came up with Spectrum. Uh, the name uh, was coined just as naturally as that because we felt that it represented the uh, that it was already in the lore, and so it was the perfect way to sort so of uh, name this system. tool. And so what Spectrum is, um, is a real-time web application that you offers all so community communications in Star Citizen. So that's the high level. Would it be an educator Now, to present it, I'm, I need to deepen into it. Now, this is the result of almost a year of work and labor of love from the Tribulant team, who has been iterating and iterating on that, looking at what's already there. And this is what we came up with. And so it's modeled, modeled after contemporary communication platforms. I'm sure you guys use many of those. And so we did not start to reinvent things from the ground up. We really took something and tried to make it as usable as possible based on what existed. We used modern technologies to build it. Uh, that means we did not go the classic route of building an application in a low-level language. We went with web technologies that can now be on the desktop, that can allow for rapid development which was already a groundbreaking moment uh, to be able to change the stack and go faster. Um, and then when we pitched the idea, it came really quickly that this tool could By the way, if you folks are interested, solve a major problem in the game, on the RSI Arc how do we Galactopedia. differentiate between in-fiction and out-of-fiction? We want to bring you guys, like your friends at work, you want to be able to talk to him. How do we differentiate between that uh, and somebody actually in the game? What supposed to have so Spectrum to do in the game. becomes the natural conduit for that. Now, focus on usability. It's the in-game UIs will always be focused on being diegetic and super sci-fi-ish. Now, in order to make the real world stuff really works, then we need something that's more usable, material design, and needs to focus on that first and community. And that was the sticking point, is that we, since the beginning, the vision from Chris was always that you don't need to run your guild off-site. You don't need to run your organization off-site and use off-site tool. We can offer all of these tools in the platform, and so you can just hit the ground running. And so we want you to be able to have your home in the spectrum as your organization and be able to customize it. And so the first part of the module um, is, of course, chat. And so if we're gonna hit chat running, we're not gonna build a standard chat like we did a few years ago for the live chat module. We need a rich chat. We need an application that's real time. We need a chat where you can embed 
medias from external sites or from RSI sources, uh, we need you to be able to react to comments and words that are being written by your, friends or by, your um, by your coworkers or anybody you're you're playing a game with. And so, just on the Better chat be able level, to do a whole lot more than chat. we really wanted to get something that was modern and usable. Now, in terms of forum engine, we needed forums. We knew we needed that. We didn't want to abandon this medium, which was so crucial to building this community. And so, but we wanted to modernize it. And so, in the same application, we're going to bring you guys some brand new forums. Now, what you're looking at now, and we'll, I'll show you a bit later, is the light team. And this is part of why we wanted to focus on usability first, because if we make everything dark, it's really difficult to use and it gets a strain on, on people using it. So there is an option to keep it light, and that's what I'm showing here. And so the form engine is also real time. When new threads come up, you're gonna see notifications come in. There's a lot uh, of we, we, other stuff it's a like brand Discord modern take or on this. Put out stuff like that when they already have comments. Now, to go further than that, they want to we do need more types of discussions formed. A lot we need of to times, be able to have Q&As. We need to be able to have yeah, live threads. I was hoping they would integrate this now. in the actual and game of itself. Classic threads, yeah. which and I see some signs of it because if you looked at this new recent build they put out with the. So, what is When you go into the main menu, everybody's able to set up your friends and chat. Group up and so at the main we needed menu, to solve private messaging because I'm sure you guys have used uh, private messaging so on the that part is in game. Everybody's but I'm hoping they can there. actually put a we lot need more a private in messaging it. solution, and so Spectrum implements that. We needed presence, and so to be able to tell online if your friends are in the game, or even just in Spectrum, so we needed to be able to have uh, presence displayed on there. Notifications and alert. So if you're watching a thread, you wrote a thread, somebody mentions you, you need to be able to know about that. That encourages this flow of information across the board. And so notifications were core to that. Sometimes I get an alert of course, from all of these features, Spectrum, and I have no idea awesome. where it's from because I have but so many tabs and stuff open. They need to be sandboxed. Sound. And so for each of your orgs in Spectrum, you will have access to all those features. And so as you build up your organization, You'll have access directly to features to build your own chat lobbies, your own forums, your own notifications based on that. And so you'll be able to switch context, create a group with your friends, access it in there, create a lobby, and boom, you're done. Hit the ground running. And so what is Spectrum? Well, it's all of these things. It's real time. It's modern chat, modern forums. It's private group messaging, online presence, notifications and alerts, and namespaces. And this is the core of what this new app is. It's also voice, because we need to have voice transmission. Now that we haven't seen. And so you can advance more. And so on the voice Anybody part, voice it's, icon uh, in spectrum? we needed to be able to carry voice outside of the game, because as you, everybody knows, and you have experience playing games, I, I gotta be honest, you want I voice to be carried spectrum. by an external program and not by the game client, because when the game client has an issue, well, spectrum, you need to be able to talk to your friends and say, I'm really I mean, I have it up and right now, I use so it all the time. Spectrum is going to be your lifeline for that. I've never seen but a little voice Chris icon yet. Settle with that. <laughs> My thing we is can't Discord have and Twitter. And so Spectrum... We'll be yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you know. Voice data grams to the game and have it be spatialized and treated inside the game. Discord and Instagram. <laughs> so, See? that's gonna be the ultimate goal. This is one of those that this is one of those feats that haven't been reached yet. I just haven't. And so when you yet. put all these pieces together, you get an interface that looks a bit like this. Thank you. You've got your yes, thank you. 
top-notch sidebar, party system, voice channels, voice chat and notifications all into one. And so this is what the, the dark team looks like. We can switch to the light team in a, in a pinch. <laughs> and so you'll be able to swap back and forth uh, whenever you want. Ew, no, so click back the dark the theme, please. You can see that we've kept it really, you know, we use Please, dark theme shows, everything. Uh, through the, the technology we're using. Spend too much time on the computer now, of for course, white light. <laughs> this needs to go everywhere. So it's a web app, it's a desktop application, and like Chris likes to say, Spectrum is the launcher. Ching, ching, and ching. And it's also going to be available on mobile and tablets because, you know, you need to be able to keep up with your friends when they're in the game and you're at work. <laughs> now, in terms of game integration, this platform yeah, uh, we is don't have similar no to other yet. platforms I mean, that exist. From your the the advantage that we have is that we can go deeper with game browser. integration. Spatialized voice is one example, but there's more examples to that. Friends and contact will be standardized in Spectrum, so you can manipulate them from there. We can have rich game presence. That means you're not just online, you're on part Olisar. That's a big difference. So you'll be able to see statuses from the game straight in the Spectrum UI. Like I said, $150 million, uh, you better be Party rich. management is where we ultimately want to be able to get so that during the day you're planning out you know, a game session, you create your party inside the Spectrum, get your friends in, you've got your chat I, think, I, I actually don't remember what, what they were up to back when then. You get, uh, in the uh, house at night to play, you just... Boom, join the party. It's already created and it's ready to go. And so. Agreed, um, Trip. White screen is awful. Location aware lobbies will allow us to basically have, you know, li voice lobbies and chat lobbies that are uh, based on in game locations. So just by being in a location will create this dynamic lobby and you'll be able to use it. Um, you can see Spectrum as the real world really? arm to the universe that Chris is building. And so when game events occur, you need that. to be notified on your mobile or whatever. Spectrum will be the transmission for those, and be, uh, so you'll be able to receive them this way. There's going to be also Spectrum will be available inside an overlay on the game, so you'll be able to see who's talking, voice, change your voice channels, open the full Spectrum UI, and chat with your friends directly from the game. <laughs> and so it really becomes the in and out universe communication bridge uh, for the game. And so, now this was cool. Uh, I showed you some screens, talked a bit about it, but uh, I'd like to show you where we're at. We're not ready to ship just yet, but I can demo the interface uh, that we have on our development environment that we call Future, because we're hipsters like that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you'll see that it's all generated with uh, you know text from Alice in Wonderland because it's our, our test generator generates forum threads and channels and all that stuff. But I can just show you a bit where we are uh, and where we're going to be there in a few weeks, I hope. One, two. One, two. Okay. So this, um, what I'm showing off here is just a live super dev uh, interface for Spectrum. And so right now I'm logged in as me. I've got access to chat lobbies. Now hopefully the internet is still up on this Mac and I can still reach it. Yes. All right. And so this is live chat. Now I only have the light theme on this version, but for every chat lobbies that I can visit, I, have I can bookmark them directly in the left bar. The left bar will be the way you can track 
all types of content, whether it's a lobby, whether it's a thread. So in this case, I'm looking at a chat lobby. I can have rich embeds in it. I can have uh, different user interfaces. I can send private messages straight from this interface directly. I can react. Now, you can imagine that right now we only have these default icons, but we're going to have some cool icons coming up. And obviously, as part of the customization that we plan, you guys will be able to upload your own sheets of emojis and emoticons and change your own upvote uh, icons to customize. Um, and so I can, from this so lobby, this is pretty cool, I can jump to my Planet Express time. and then there you go, I'm inside it. But the key here is that the left sidebar allows me to balance between RSI community items, like the recruitment chat, for example, or the general forums of my org. And so I just need to bookmark them on the left, and that's it. I get access to them. Now, going down to these threads, I can just jump to any thread, really. And then this is the forum engine. It's a lot more modern. Uh, we, you know, uh, it's way faster too because it's real time. So when new reply comes up, I get a notification for it. I can upvote, I can react on any of those. But also what's pretty cool is that we've flattened the list into a single list. So there's no more paging going from page to page, just scroll down the list. And one thing that's, that's pretty cool is if we look at Leanne Jacoby here, who's answered Mr. Carey, I can mouse over it and I see his reply. And then, oh, what did he say? I can click on it and just jump straight to it and navigate inside the thread dynamically this way, uh, giving us a lot more control. In terms of editing features, when you reply or, um, they or comment on like any they have of those replies, here and there, but some of the stuff they this still haven't directly yet. within, I can keep on browsing while I'm editing. The editing feature is based on blocks, and so I can add different yeah, it's blocks, it's move them around, yeah. and compose my own. And so I this mean, is pretty what cool she's because it's not just text is she's marking, not technically I can actually all insert the, way the blocks in and, them and publish. And of course, when I do publish, if I was you can pull up a web browser, and you can pull her up, and you can load up videos, get, and things like that. You can't use a voice chat I yet. Get a notification um, directly. And, and so as far as the extension of it coming into games, like I said earlier, you so can, can add friends I can also bookmark and make a group. And so then it shows in up game. in my that's pretty much left bar. It. So you can imagine, you know, big catamari going out, and I want to follow that. I just <laughs> put notifications on, bookmark it, and then it'll actually show up on the left and light up when new replies. <laughs> it did, Chip. Yes. That was, but that was a uh, that was a godsend though. Um, private messaging, of course. I was chatting with John earlier, so it was right yeah. here. I can actually check this out, and then I'm right in there. I get my notifications for my private messaging uh, and settings. And so this is the state of Spectrum right now. This, this is where we're going. Background is uh, we're a few weeks out from this <laughs> first release, which it. will allow, already allow you to create chat lobbies and forums and full control over that. And then if I can jump back to the presentation right over here. Here's what we're thinking about. Uh, okay, so the soon trademark in this case is pretty close. Uh, we're thinking before the end of the year, we want to have this first release out because we want this in your hands so you can tell us what you like or dislike about it. And that's typical Star Citizen. We need your feedback to be able to compile what we like about okay, the Okay, next update, game presence. And, uh, the other one. And, and Question mark. Good or not. Uh, so in this software release, so it's browser only, but it's going to have forms and chat notifications, private messaging, and friends. One thing that I did not show, but I can just jump back, is search. So search is one thing that we wanted to have directly embedded in it. And so all your communities will be searchable right away. 
And so you'll be able to jump to threads or chats that have been logged. That's one thing I want to say to moderators, community moderators that are. Oh my God! I tried using like, search on that website. It is. It's all logged. Hard, and it's hard to find something you're looking for. Public channels are yeah, all the org stuff is yours. I gave up after about ten and minutes. And so, um, like, screw it. And the next update after that is we want to hook it up directly with the game presence, so you can already see when your friends are playing the game, and that will create the first bridge with the game, so that everything is connected. And the customization uh, options I, uh, I uh, named, like being able to add your custom emojis, your custom upvote buttons, uh, that will be in that first, that second release. And then after that, we're moving to a six to eight week cycle for all of the remaining the functions. So do, launcher, in-game overlay, when they do implement it in-game, and so that you'll be, be able to see who's in the system the that you're in. As you can see, you can already imagine. It's kind of like local. Bring down the organization in right. or yeah, add more features cool. to it. If, and so this, this is going to become a really important tool that you'll have since you'll have the installer, you'll have the launcher, you'll have Spectrum installed. And so It'll that's happen. it. That's what it's I want you to show Before we get that, that's all. Listen. <laughs> John is not going on stage I, I doubt they put it there. They eventually have an end. I just don't know when. I'm saying like a lot of stuff is going to be low priority even um, when, when launch happens. Like we won't see some of this stuff until after launch. Yeah, yeah. One Did year ago, our lives were shattered. <laughs> but we have not forgotten. United in the face of the Vandal threat, we have dedicated ourselves to creating the universe we have always wanted. A safe and secure UEE for all. Thanks to your continued support in the sale of war bonds, the UEE is proud to announce the Militia Mobilization Initiative authorizing the sale of certain military-grade ships to ensure no, that civilian militias are properly equipped to defend the Empire in times of need. We will ensure a brighter future for our children. At the forefront of that effort is RSI's newest ship, the Polaris. Combining devastating firepower and searing speed, the Polaris-class Corvette is effective against a wide variety of aggressors and scenarios. From delivering humanitarian aid to tactical operations, the Polaris's ability will make it an essential part of any fleet for years to come. <laughs> but the Polaris is only the tip of the spear for this grand initiative. A full line of other ships are now available for a limited time. <laughs> and to support Maybe faster mobilization and operational effectiveness, fleet formations are being offered in discounted pre-designed ship teams. So stand in solidarity with the brave men and women who put that. their lives on the line 
kind of situation. Yeah. Join them boys. in protecting the dream that is the UEE. I'm pretty sure that's Answer the true. call today. Oh, that's a bang on my mistake. But yeah, but I haven't seen that in uh, years. I, At least uh, 2017. Um, so anyway, uh, you, actually, you probably already know. You, you can be Reddit, one of us without being pretty, one of us. Uh, Bye, our ship. RSI Polaris <laughs> Corvette. And uh, I think yesterday was the best day we ever had in Star Citizen. Um, and... And, 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 and I mean, the one thing I do want to say, though, because I, I know this and we have. is a bit of debate and controversy. The uh, million your, No one needs to get a big fancy spaceship or anything else. You spend 40 or $45 and do it. That's all you need. But the way I look at you it that? is, no you know, fancy spaceship. He said it right there. You know, getting a Corvette or you know, whatever, a Constellation. Um, is really just supporting development. I mean, that's kind of the way it looks like. And so for me, it should only be if someone's saying, you know what, I really like what these guys are doing. I want to support it. I love the process, and I'm there, and, and they're giving me a cool ship in the process. That's, that's the way it should be. Nothing more, nothing less, because you will absolutely be able to earn everything in-game playing, right? Um, just saying. Uh, but uh, it is a cool ship. Anyway, just letting you know. And you, you go. Uh, yeah, if you play for some so of those ships for like we'll six off, years, we'll get, get out of here, Chris Roberts. Thank you for everyone that's uh, bought a Corvette because it's what, is what allows us to build the things that we're doing. And uh, thank you to anyone that's No, that's just a Polaris falling out of this car. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so I'm going to click. There we go. Oh, look at that. Um, so we're going to give you, I'm going to go through a bit boring uh, update stuff now, and then we're going to show you some cool stuff. Uh, so first, Squadron 42. Uh, Sort of uh, tell you kind of where we're at. Um, Squadron 42, like other things, uh, you know, like Class, you have a and by the way, the I one do not. There was not a ship that, that fit my functionality. That, uh, Benoit and John oh, yeah. didn't mention is that not the goal when we deliver Spectrum for the first time <laughs> is also delivering the next generation launcher, which has the new patch. Uh, oh, let me look at it. See how much it is. Of data all the time whenever we do a small thing. Uh, <laughs> Which, which I, I think would, would, would help people out. I mean, you know, if you got fast in that, maybe it's not such a big deal, but with data caps and all the rest of stuff. Um, and it's also frustrating even for us when we're patching on the dev side, it's like you change one file and suddenly there's at least two gigabytes. So the new system's really uh, it's exponentially better. It will only be bringing down things that change. Um, so we're working hard. Ooh, it is more expensive than uh, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was like 500, 600, but no, it's 750. It might have been cheaper uh, when it came out, out obviously. But yeah, it's 750 uh, now. So it's a mortgage uh, payment, is but, what you're um, saying. A platform team is much more reliable than 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 our, me. Depends on who's mortgage. Uh, I can so, get a lot um, of not for 750. You have to be an optimist in this So anyway, so speaking of optimistic. Uh, Squadron 42, uh, we, it's, it's significantly grown from when it was first pitched in 2012. Uh, but it is rent money, so I'll give you that much. Get you where we're landing Fair enough. Content Fair enough. Feature lock now. We have what we call chapters, which is chapters in the story. There's 28 of them uh, in uh, Squadron 42, uh, episode one. Uh, <laughs> MasterCard, I wish my mortgage payment was 750, right? chapters are multi-part, so if you compare it to a Wing Commander mission, they're usually two to three missions in length, so there's flying around, down on foot. Okay, so they're going in depth in Squadron 42 now. Um, uh, 
Uh, so it obviously has an A-list cast that you all know about. There's a few people we haven't told you about that will be a surprise that we will unveil. Something, I, I remember that name. Um, we have some other people that are part of it, which is pretty cool. Um, we have 340 speaking roles in it, um, you know, which is insane because most movies have maybe 30 or 40 speaking roles. Um, and uh, state-of-the-art facial scanning and mocap. We showed a little bit yeah, of I had a 10 for the chairman. We talked a bit about that. We have some delays in ships, uh, right? Because, you know, we're really making, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Squadron 42 is being made as good in, in, in Foundry 42, right? Uh, and isn't Foundry 42 also making large um, ships? Not a small amount, and that gives you an yeah, idea of... Yeah, mostly for Squadron 42. We've got that much of sort of people talking to you as well as action stuff. Um, like all the ships, most of the ships that are being made right now are supposed to be in for Squadron 42 and some fast form. Incredibly talented, wrote 1,255 pages and have been steadfastly there with uh, me last year and this year shooting. And I have to say, uh, they're absolute rock stars. I mean, you know, we were, con con I think we only just finished writing all the stuff for Squadron 42 earlier this year when we were doing the the final shoot, which we did earlier this year. Um, uh, but it's, um, I, I think, a really fantastic story, so I can't wait for you guys to actually experience it and play it. Um, we have 40 distinct ships from Fighters to Dreadnoughts. There's a lot that you guys, I mean, there's, there's Van Dahl stuff and some other stuff that's in there. You've seen some of the stuff. You haven't seen some of the other stuff. Uh, we have uh, some really beautiful handcrafted environments that are built by the environment team that we have, uh, enhanced with some of the new procedural tech. So one of the things we've been doing is some of the new developments we've been Doing on the Star Citizen. But back about the Polaris, I, I believe that went to popular ship when it, when it came out. Um, uh, they probably made a, a, a lot of funding on um, crowdfunding on that one. But it just wasn't something I'm, I'm interested in. Like, I had the um, funding listed in for um, marketing. And uh, so I shouldn't really arm, apologize please. for that. Just do it! Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we're really working for. That twice, uh, Chris. That twice. Uh, space and FPS gameplay. So. It's, it's not, so the idea is you do not just go one play path. It's not one scripted play path. You can approach uh, different missions different ways. So do you want to, you know, go the, you know, the back door, stealth it? Do you want to go kick the front door down and, and you know, guns blazing? Uh, so we're building that, and the systems are all built systemically, and it is some of the same systems that we're going to be doing in Star Citizen. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, we, we're always going to have dogfighting in space, but now we're going to have dogfighting in planetary atmosphere, which is kind of a, Big deal. We have the new tech, which we're going to be showing you a little later on here, um, and we have the subsumption, uh, which is fully systemic um, AI, sort of the next generation stuff, uh, created by the genius mind of uh, Tony Zurovec, wherever he is. I don't know. He's hiding out somewhere here, um, and uh, the big AI team behind it, led by uh, Francesco Ricucci and his guys, that are implementing uh, most of it, and the designers that are doing it. But it's going to allow for um, you know, being, say, on a whatever ship you're serving on, say, the Idris or a Bengal, and the crew's going about their day, having schedules, doing lots of different things, fixing things. It's uh, going to be very cool. Um, all right. I'll demonstrate clicking. There you go. See? They, I'm just pretending to click, and they, they actually do it back there. Um, so as an, as an update, most of our technology is now done. We have some key things still left. So uh, subsumption um, is still Somebody get that man major one that we're doing just because it's this whole new thing that we're doing and we need to continue to work on oh, like I said, just new one with LTI. Like traditionally game. We have these different moving ships. So like, for instance, the Idris is moving around in space while people are moving around inside it. 
uh, which is a challenge that you don't normally get in most games. Uh, and it has to work, animation integration. So we've done all, we spent all this time capturing these actors and a huge amount of fidelity and we want to make sure that the, the fluidity of the animation going between actions and everything doesn't feel sort oh, of fidelity like the, for playing the drinking game drink right that, right uh, so that definitely takes uh, time <laughs> improved uh, combat logic in terms of the ai sort of working together and stuff uh integrating well, sort of, we have you know a, some people may bring, um, start citizen come bingo card to play bingo on <laughs> way, but since we've gone more systemic and we've got subsumption we're building another layer on top of subsumption to be able to do a, an extra level of systemic sort of missions uh, which you'll see in squadron 42 but then the that's actually the engine that powers what we're doing in star citizen that's even more flexible uh, and enhanced flight AI to sort of make them fly uh, together as wingmen better, which is kind of sort of a bit about the improved combat logic. So those are all sort of things we're working on. So AI is a big thing that we really want to push uh, to make the experience good. Object container streaming. I talked about object containers back in GamesCon. It's sort of how we, we can travel around these big star systems and bring in like really dense areas of information, objects, and then get them out. Because we can't, even if you've got a machine with a lot of memory, you can't keep it all in, you can't keep the video memory all in, so you've got to stream it in and out. And so that's the sort of technical challenge, and then we want to do some CPU and GPU optimizations. Um, click forward, yes, there you go. Um, so right now where we're at in Squadron 42 you is all, all the hair? chapters I've been trying and to get a haircut since March. Gray, gray box are better. So gray box is when we've had everything blocked yeah, out, all the actions it. done. Uh, we sort of balance it for what we think will be fun or not, uh, but it doesn't Here have sort of final acid, final polish, and I'm still begging um, and, for my uh, things like the AI that I was talking about. <laughs> um, we are currently taking God. one of the chapters of the story all the way to what we would consider final shipping quality. Um, the idea would be to flush out all the technical Look at my polish issues you would get with that. And that was actually, I gave an interview, I don't know, three weeks ago. Oh, that's so sweet. Soon. And it's saying, we're hoping to show you a Squadron 42 mission. Uh, and uh, we're not quite there yet. So we got very close. Uh, the, the team worked really hard, Jesus but we don't want to show it until we say, this is what it's going to be like in the final game with all the polish. And you know, for our standpoint, we don't want to show something too early on Squadron 42. We want to show the final stuff. So I, I know that's a bit of a bummer, but um, it's important because I think Squadron 42 itself is going to be in a fantastic experience. But... Uh, there is, you know, work in progress, Star Citizen, yes, I think work in progress on Squadron 42 I don't really want to do because I am accused of being a bit of a perfectionist, but it does need to be a great experience. Um, and, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to, I'm hopefully going to show you something that will make you forget what I just said. Uh, so we'll see, maybe not, but you know, uh, then you can just buy me lots, you can buy me lots of drinks afterwards or I'll drink lots of alcohol or do something. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but but some one of the keys I'm pretty is sure you'll have to put behind you, but some of it you're going to have to pay attention to. I don't imagine flying a spaceship in space is, is going to be all um, that easy if you're not yeah, at least slightly versed in do it right. it's basic really physics and function. Right. What we're enabled yeah. to do by you guys is to do it right because if we were oh, in people will fly for you like um, Starliners, they would say, "Well, no, you're going to make the Christmas window, get it out, and da da da, and then you can patch it with some, you can do some patches, and then the DLC, and don't worry about that people won't." You know, won't think it's quite as polished or whatever, and it's got a bunch of bugs. And no, that's sounds like the kind of thing I'll do because I'm a because terrible everybody's, pilot. You know, this is what you guys, <laughs> it's what I want. I spent all this time. You guys have obviously 
spent a vast amount of time supporting and do you, do you, all you have to do is just know, stop crashing into, into right. Griffin like, why, and do fine. Why, why spend? <laughs> <laughs> That's so much easier said yeah. than done, though. Because, because you remember, I mean, look, I got to tell you, I was, you know, there's quite a lot of things that, like, you know, I was kind of, I was like looking forward to Uncharted 4, and they're like, oh no, it's gonna be February, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it. And then I played it, and I oh, didn't give a doing, shit. I was playing it like whatever it was. Uh, March, everything in gray box four November, years ago. It was a fucking great game. And so, sorry, pardon, pardon well, my I believe they're close, but you'd like uh, to say. So that's, you can so that's get, really you can get 90 important. 90% of the game so that's, for, that's for a certain period, but the last 10% take, takes a longer than the first 90%. 42 for this year is not going to be this year because from the polish we need to do, it it still needs to be. But we will be showing you this final uh this mission polish level in the near future so and i'm hoping that will be the before hey 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 go ahead i don't need I'm you i'm not going to promise my business on the internet okay 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 we're not telling so, anybody that uh, that's quadrant 42 let me move on i'll tell you edit this part out you'll be fine the next thing we're doing which is uh, <laughs> uh star marine which is obviously a big thing and arena uh, here we go <laughs> Uh, there's some the of these things we'll talking about future size. Uh, we have new yep. features for Marine. We're doing stuff for Arena Commander. We're adding more stuff for the Crusader map. Um, we're refactoring the lobby, lobby and the leaderboards, which we talked about on a recent ATV episode. And also we've talked about the f and we also talked about the flight model, which we're also doing. And right now the Avocati, Avocati. I know we say it bad or wrong. I believe we got what do we all say? Those. avocados. Should I just say avocados? All right. There you go, avocados. Giving some feedback and uh, you know, we're listening to that and, and that's kind of what the power and the beauty of I mean to a point, yes, but technically is, yeah. so, uh, it's gonna have you still have to go back to the lobby to go to the persistent uh, universe. So actually pretty cool because it's a dynamic music system that's uh you know, All right, so it's, a, it's the technicality, but it's not we had a very the honest Yeah, like but once you're there you can stay you can stay in persistent universe as long as long as you just can't want to or until you crash. Until you get a thirty K right. So I think that's actually going to be a very subtle thing that will make things better. Um, we have a sort of new uh, camera. We've been working on the camera system for 2.6. I think that's important. I mean, I keep watching all the videos you guys do, and I'm like, okay, let's give them better tools and make because you guys. Yeah, I, I like how even on the presentation on the slide it says "stay in game" oh, cool. within quotation. Did you see this? Did you see what they did? That's great. Um, so we're going to have that in there. And uh, one big thing what we're we're working on is to stop because um, they even they know they'd be on so nonsense <laughs> game you go back to a loading screen do the lobby and load again so the idea is we won't do that we're just going to go in there and then there's no loading back and forth levels or anything it's all just going to stay you're going to go in once and there so hopefully you'll be able to have more frequent games so the, we got that part the, the focus for two six for arena commander star marine is to make it a really mm -hmm. kind of fun uh, easy way to get in and just, you know, fly around in space and dogfight or run around on the ground and get into sort of FPS combat uh, and, and and make that sort of as polished as possible. Um, so here we go. Let's boop. So Arena Commander. Um, did I miss Star Marine? Hang on a second. Nope. There we go. Uh, is, uh, so we're going to have this new virtual ship. We showed it on the ATV. So instead of like having to go to the hangar to set your ship up in you the lobby had screen, an update you can click in on the ship and you can load out and equip yeah. direct items, which will make things much better and faster. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a new they, pirate swarm mode. And they slip some things swarm. in there, so uh, missiles will be persistent. So you know you can't just like oh I fire all my missiles and I crash into a asteroid to respawn with more missiles. Real uh, like. Which you know I think I'm not saying everyone does it, but there's a few people that do that. Uh, you know we'll have sort of reloads and stuff that will will help in the kind of gameplay just to sort of make it a fun uh, fine uh, combat experience. Uh, we'll have a scoring rebalance. And uh, we'll, um, you know, I think uh, pretty much most of the ships you can fly normally in Crusader, you'll be able to fly in private match matches. All right, here we go. On to the next. There we go. I swear. There we go. Um, all right, Star Marine, uh, there's going to be two two maps you'll fight on. There'll be Station oh, really? Danger, which is a smaller space Admiral station. And uh, Star Marine? Uh, map. And then there's going to be sort of a bigger sort of asteroid base, which is a 12v, which is called Echo 11. Uh, there'll be two game modes. There'll be deathmatch and control, so control of areas so you fight for control as teams. Uh, we have new armor, weapons, grenades, tactical visor, friendly player ID, which helps sometimes you know, shoot your tactical visor. You'll be able to loot. So like you shoot someone, you can take weapons from them or ammunition from them. Um, and uh, we'll have achievements and ribbons. So it'll be... It Fire was at one point, and, and we and haven't seen a tactical visor with radar in, in a couple of years. Up sort of arena shooting, whether it's in space or on foot. Uh, sort of fun, quick, easy to get into, much better than... It, it's only four years late. Uh, I think that's kind of important, so people can sort of have fun and play while we're working on this. It's only an entire toddler uh, late. It'll get uh -huh, here. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and so I'm just where's that looting system? Before we get to the fun stuff. Uh, kind of our roadmap. Obviously, we talked about 3.0 back in GamesCon, uh, which is sort of the first uh, kind of you would consider. <laughs> yeah, that's, I wouldn't say it's what Star Citizen the final game is going to be, but a lot of games, yeah, if they had those features, they'd be very happy. Uh, which is you know going to have trading, cargo, piracy, smuggling, mercenary. I know small people always in my house. To, you know, get the Saturn system in there fleshed out. It's going to be using the Planet V2. Technology, which I am going to show you very shortly after I've gone through these slides. So uh, we got all those ships. You guys are going to like. Um, now this is and, what I'm uh, looking for here. Yeah, if we'll I could pause, it'd be great. It'd we'll be fantastic. Like we did get all those ships. Saw a little bit of a Gamescon. Caterpillar, the Aquila, um, which you may or may not see here in a bit. Um, okay. So, and I want to give you a bit of roadmap after 3.0, so you know what we're doing. And this right here, here. I'm going to tear this apart. Did not get refining or processing. Um, okay, no refueling. Very little one. escorts to and no just, escorts. Also, by the way, Miss Colsey, where is it? We still wait for you, buddy. You came prepared, man. I already knew when this came up. I was like, up, there go Colossal. He's finna tick down the line. Not done yet. It's almost impossible to get. Uh, a significant amount of Because as much as I love this back. game, so I, I still got some more on here. What we have not gotten. Releases is probably going to be something like two to three months between releases. Um, so just to give expectations, because I don't want to go through 3.1, 3.2. Uh, we just got the red and blue like this year. Okay, we're going to get that in four months. Yeah. Because um, again, we'll get shot by everyone on the development side. Yeah. But anyway, so three one is going to have mining. Four years, it's fine. They're still working on it. Addiction, which means you'll be able to wait and you know pull people out of quantum travel. 
uh, whether it's AI, yeah, yeah, right. it's probably refueling, the big uh, escort, ship that uh, I would we're gonna purchase. Add, we're gonna but, add you know, additional locations. Which one? Assuming it ever happens. The um, Orion. And, uh, Orion. You know, the new Drake ship. Well, we're basically. It's, it's funny because I'm gonna the slide says 3.1. The way we do ships. Uh, the Miss Cold Sea for trading, the Prospector for mining, and the Origin 85X, which was uh, this kind of cool cruiser that was with the 890 jump. And if you already have an 890 jump, of course you will get that already. Uh, the next one up would be 3.2 with repair and salvage. So we'll be able to salvage and repair. Boom, boom. Haven't got any of that. Um, so no salvage, no repair. For a mercenary, because we have some mercenary stuff. Mercenary, covert, uh, a covert. Yes, we've got some of that. Again, uh, some of the cell systems. Uh, more locations. I mean, where's the pyro system? Where's the, uh, in, the terror system? In, in where's the layer? Is that coming? Uh, to do be fair, they're all coming with more systems. Uh, I'm not sure when, but yeah, no not by 3.2. Uh, uh, no Taurus. No Taurus, that's true. It's a beautiful ship. And... I know it's one of Nate's favorite ships. So if you know Nathan Disley likes the ship, it's going to be awesome. 3.3. Um, Here's the one. No farming. Who knew no farming was so popular? No <laughs> haven't gotten any additional systems yet. And I'm so, still waiting for the ship so of all well, ships. So what we're going to have is 3.3. Have you got my right right now? Yeah, I knew. <laughs> Where's uh, my bed? Uh, and then you can hit Tony. Oh, no. That's right. That's right. Oh, Chris thought they were, they, they, were, they were cheering and, for the uh, farming, but yeah, we were cheering for the merchant man. I think everyone says <laughs> the, the 890 jump. Right? <laughs> yeah. And the merchant man. Get it together, Foundry 42, because I'm still waiting for By the way, so once the Squadron 42, the Foundry 42. Hey, merchant man, yay. They're going up. They're actually all rolling. So the way we're going to do it is that we, our biggest vehicle team is in Foundry 42. And right now, most of them are working on the Squadron 42 ships because a lot of them, there's a lot of vans. Charlie, so two of them. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, the Idris, the Javelin. Or that Castle. So they're all going to roll off onto sort of the big new ships, which are. You know, Carrick, Jump, yeah, he just said it. He said the biggest ships before. were going to Squadron uh, uh, 42, be obviously the because the they're doing Squadron 42, uh, yeah, the and the smaller ships are like being the, made in the U.S. Like a Buccaneer or uh. um, the F-8 or something like that. So, um, anyway, so that's what we're going to have with 3.3. There we go. Uh, and then finally, 4.0. So this is our, so... Don't, uh, oh, well, we don't even have 4.0 yet. Time, we'll Go beyond. So we That's true. Go beyond. <laughs> uh, we ain't even there yet. Star systems yet. Which we'll be able to build with our content pipeline, which we'll show you a little bit uh, up and coming here. Which, um, but we're very focused on. Have you seen some of the ATV? How to author um, star systems at the quality level that we like, uh, with the sense of uh, lore and art and character and history. Uh, but you know, be able to do yeah, scuba Steve. I would, know, I would interested in the mobile app version of Spectrum. Just making a small two but we still haven't gotten that. Obviously, for us to build the star, the system, the universe that we need, we, we need to be uh, we need to be a bit faster than that. Um, so, but you, we, we will have so fascinating you if they somehow snuck in the Orion and the uh, Crucible, exploration and discovery will be sort of highlight time. there for. Our, for obvious reasons, um, science and research. How about the whole um, sea? And, Keep uh, dreaming. You know, the RSI oh, Orion and the Crucible will be <laughs> two of the big ships that we will be doing there. Uh, so that's the roadmap.
for Star Fuck City. So. By December? I don't know. So, and our goal is this is the roadmap going forward in, you know, over the next Well, year. it is fair. Uh, it is amazing okay. how much of this stuff, like, Please I mean, he has a roadmap. And they're still following the, road, the roadmap because they, they, they pushed that? a lot of these um, features down anyway, the line. Uh, it's always best play, laid plans. <laughs> Um, okay, so well now we're going to get on to uh, what, we, what we talked about. So it's demo time. So, wow, uh, can you imagine this, now? Uh, I mean, I, Gamescom 2016 was the V2 Planet Tech. Now we're on what, version 4? That was our sort of V1 Planet Tech. And I said that we have, this new, we have this V2 Tech that you're not seeing. It's a whole other level beyond what we were showing you. And the, the goal really is to sort of deliver that crisis level uh, quality down on the ground, walking around, driving around, uh, but on a global scale, right? So like most of these games, you look at Battlefield. Just Google Steve, they said no more dates, but I still having these um, milestones for 3.1 and, uh, and on. I mean, they, they do so beautiful That's stuff, not a date per se, but you know, it's, it's a goal. You know, Two by two kilometers, or four by four kilometers, or maybe if you're lucky, 16 by 16 kilometers. So for us, we want to have that level of quality, but on a planetary scale, and that is a big, big ask. Uh, the team in Frankfurt, who have mostly been leading this, are a lot of the guys that built CryEngine in the first. But maybe place, if they're they not going to put the whole thing in game, brilliant. is there a uh, way that they can put it in at least a lot of the arena commander teams from the other studios? Because a lot of our the whole thing has to be in game because that's probably yeah. the most popular set from other places. But we are in, going to show in you the universe. Here. I'm going to show yeah, you. Yeah, I know that. Uh, but, you know, if they're, uh, if they're having problems with a, the a object container. A planet. Now, we took a planet, hmm. not necessarily you know, that's in Stanford. Can they let people try it out in Arena like Commander, uh, the free flight? Echo ecosystem no, maybe. To show you what the tech can do. Um, and so this is the first time uh, we're showing the tech. Maybe not, because they're probably all tied in. Of course, you like have to make a best planet for Arena Commander. Better and better. Mm. But it's a completely new terrain system. It uh, seamlessly supports the sort of spherical terrain at planetary scale. So, you know, most terrain systems are flat, whereas this, it's, you know, it's a planet. It's round, and you can go around every side, and the gravity <laughs> and everything works. And the horizon line is the actual real horizon line. If you see something, you can walk to it. Uh, there, is, there is no cheating at all on it. Uh, it's all, yeah. I know, it's... No, GG, that's just Scuba Steve natural state. It's not faked, I know. Um, <laughs> you know kind of like the moon landing, really. Um, anyway, uh, so, but everything's, uh, you know, everything's generated at runtime because you, you can't hey, have there, this Black kind of data Good to see you in there, week. and it's amazing. And actually, when we show the dev, I oh, happy Hamilton movie weekend. To see the frame counter because what the, what the guys mm. have done uh, <laughs> there, you know, the game have watched it five times already slows everything down. Their actual engine generating the, the <laughs> world is incredibly fast. So you'll, you'll, if you look hey, at if you party with me, you're going to have fun, though. See when you're seeing the world, and you'll see it sort of drop. Frame, it's still going to be very fast, but you'll see the frame kind of drop when the game stuff starts happening when you're moving around and stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I won't guarantee that you won't get into trouble. Driven, uh, uh, you know, so that's why I don't party with fast card, everybody. Uh, <laughs> over here, I'm going to have Sean and Simon, who I'll introduce in, in a bit. They'll, we'll do a we'll do a bit more of a deep dive after I've shown you this particular demo. Uh, talk a little bit about it, but longer term, um, the uh, uh, ATV episode for Frankfurt is going to really go into some of the tools that we use. I think it's the tower. We had fun. We had fun. Checking I, that voice sounded don't familiar. Don't that. We, we uh, did have fun. <laughs> Um, but the, but the, key, the key is that it's absolutely artist-driven. So we're using the procedural techniques 
and we're using all this stuff to just basically author planets at a global, global scale very quickly, um, but to give it real sense and character because, you know, it's... So this is the I mean, first time I mentioned procedural stuff, right? Sort of procedural tech to do planets, and um, you know, I have to say, the, as a and then next year they like say, really "Oh, we got all the stuff done because of procedural," and all the rest of the stuff. But for yeah. me, I want to sort of be able to say, you know, I want to build this, you know, planet that looks like Hoth, and I want to build this planet that looks like Tatooine, right? I need to have, I want to have the sense, and I want to be able to control it. And so the big key for the tech we were doing was to have it sort of artist-driven with the procedural. Um, technology enhancing what the artists do, and we're gonna. So that's what we're gonna show here. The other. Cool, but Steve, we had more people outside than we did inside. Sometimes. Um, artist tools. We're also trying to think about how we're creating content for this universe, so you can. Hey, thanks for the raid, Kimmy. And it's not just the interactions with the other players, but we have a rich hey there, world Kimmy, that's sort of going you. on, and there's missions that you can sort of stumble across, or you know, AI are doing things, and and you know, we showed a Gamescom sort of an example of. Uh, coming across a space wreck um, in spe you know, have to retrieve a black box from a you know, destroyed starfarer. And what we're planning to do is have sort of a combination of sort of the simpler missions, which are mostly generated, you know, like, oh, well, this location needs this kind of mineral, so they're creating a job for someone to bring it to them or, you know, go and uh, fight the pirates that are getting in the way of the trade lanes. And then there's the sort of more in-depth stuff, which we sort of showed with the Miles Eckhart mission in the Gamescom demo. And what we're showing here is sort of the version of that that was more planetary focused, where we build different building blocks and players uh, could come across it and, and do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, to have a rich... We've got a time step for everyone. Around. We're like so 50 that, minutes away from, the, from finishing the, the video. The missions that sort of have these scripted blocks that sort of can procedurally sort of connect to each other and have maybe different situations or outcomes depending on what's happening. And that's something that Todd Pappy, who's not here today, who's our design director, and Tony are very big on, and I think it's going to be really cool. So having said that, we are going to uh, go to the you know, demo. I don't when see if people see this part of it, if you haven't seen it already, looking at let's go the down. difference between let's, yeah, let's go down. Tech and we will start and the demo. V4 this is all 100% live is a massive difference. in the engine. Yeah, that's what we're talking about in chat. It's yeah. like, let's, let's go. The, um, the tech from that period looked like child play compared to what they have now. Absolutely. In, in real time. Let's, let's go. Can you see me? Nope. Okay. I'm looking for myself. I am actually glad to be able to get Star Citizen from a perspective of somebody rather new. You know what I mean? I get <laughs> pretty much all the good without having to deal with any of the bad y'all had to deal with. <laughs> it was a lot. Now look at this, I want to be clear. The worm is on Lear 3. <laughs> what? Let's see if we have a bit of a, we're watching a cutscene now. And, but he, I remember he, getting to Star Citizen, the Silicon Plague, everyone got sick, after coming home. Remember that? I, I wasn't there. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a convention, so it's about to happen, but yeah. I was, I was so sick, I, there, was stuff, there was stuff I said and did I don't remember saying. A little bit like, salty? Back uh, is that, does that say a uh, bit salty? I mean, look at the graphics. So look at the the terrain with the mountains. 
Mm-hmm. With version two, you saw the snow at the base of yeah, the mountain. Yeah, and yeah. with version four, now the snow it covers the entire mountain and gives us so a better yeah. detail. And the fauna, not fauna, um, the passing stuff are more detailed now. It's crazy to look at this and be like, wow, these graphics are so nice, right? And then you think about where Star Citizen is right now, and the graphics are ten times better than even this. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this still looks good. It was good, that's what I'm saying. You think about how good yeah. this is, and then you realize that it has somehow managed to get better. Thanks for the follow, okay? Oh, thanks for the follow. One of the problems with this video, a lot, a lot of the trees look copy pasted. They look, look, they look the same. Well, he said that a lot of this that. stuff. Yeah, he said a lot of this stuff was handcrafted, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And plus, you don't see that much, uh, if any, weather tech. Look at those mountains. Look at how generic they look now, right? Or at least then. Yeah, they still. That, yeah, okay. I was gonna say they still look good to me. Yeah, they look great, but look at the snow. You see certain spots yeah, where you see snow it. at, and certain spots you can see false patches. And then they actually you know, the says, "Hello, citizen." You guys go, are all laughing the when you supposed to be, so you should see snow everywhere. You don't see that in version two, but when you get to version four, major difference. And still has it. The game still looking out, yeah. Kind of remind me of um, Master Khan, the Genesis, uh, um, the Genesis effect. Yeah, the Genesis fly through. Yeah. Heck, that might have been one of the inspirations for this video. And here we go. Right. And the Connie Aquila before it's reworked. Here we are in our Constellation Aquila. Aquila. Thanks for the follow, Chris Parker. Thank you. This is Contrails. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't so remember we're heading towards the distress beacon. That, so the idea with this would be that this, um, you, know, you potentially could get a mission where you get a distress beacon and you're going to find out on, you know, in this particular case, uh, this planet. Um, so we're heading towards it. Yeah, I still have a particular bias towards the Connie. I mean, she's one of my first um, larger vessels that I purchased. I still think she's a very good ship for that size as far as maneuverability uh, so in atmosphere. Uh, the atmospheric conditions are unsafe, and one of the one of the key gameplay things you want to do you're on, a is obviously the planetary texture is now a whole bunch of uh, play areas we don't normally have. So encourage players. Uh, my not physical to always, package is the concept. You know, so I have a special special spot, special spot for the um party too. Because you have an Fine. Let's go find an landing zone that's on the edge of the the desert plain.
J2. That was a real-time Star Trek reference, so I couldn't I couldn't just let that slide by. <laughs> I use it to get around sometimes. But if I had my penis, I would have more lot because um, until I get to Mothman, my penis is, is in my bad back right now. There's a little compression there. We're working on that thing for the. Uh, I know it's a small thing, but I always want to have the landing gear compressed when you land. Uh, I like my kind for the aesthetic. Flies like a turd in a tornado. Oh my god. How does a turd fly? I saw that. I have so many Don't questions. ask. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I saw that. I was thinking, yeah, I still fly mine, but yeah, okay. Let's uh, get us out Be nice and tidy, close the locker up. And uh, then grab our gun just in case there's some hostiles out there. Um, I mean, but this is kind of an example, like for instance, you shouldn't be able to sort of sit in heavy armor flying a ship. I've never seen this for the first time. I'm saying how cool that is, that stuff, this stuff is. Uh -huh. and so you sort of want to make it quite immersive and have different reasons to be equipping and using different stuff. Um, so if you, if you notice, something this is, right. uh, um, uh, the actor that we had that was in um, uh, People to Planet, he's actually in Squadron 42, he plays a character called Joachim Steiger. Oh yeah, people to planet. That was this year. See the distress beacons about almost three kilometers away over there. We get our scope out. All right, so let's figure out how to get there since we can't fly. So, handily, we've got the uh, constellation killer. So we have. Uh, a rover. So, you know, you saw the Constellation Aquila commercial a while ago. We are now doing this in game in real time. Awesome. I don't know why they took even that MFD out. Still. Loving those MFDs that they put in back at that time. Twitch, but it's good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. 
So, GG, I have a question for you. You can't fight Bishop, but can you drive in the game? Only if I want to throw up. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> Extreme motion sickness and Star Citizen is super immersive, so that's a no. <laughs> so you're not even watching this part at all. And yeah, unlike. If you can tell, I've been looking down. In the Tumblr there, so yeah. People walk all the way around the planet or they. I'll let you know when it's safe. That is not a sky Yeah, I always have to draw the Tumblr in third person. I can't do it in first person. Gee, I'm better at driving than I am at And that's actually the liberating thing with this tech is when you build the planet on a planetary scale, its level of detail. And of course, you can see a racing game. It looks like what you see at Battlefield 1, for instance, in the desert. But the bouncing and stuff like this. Bouncing and stuff throws me off, obviously. But of course, it's all at a global scale. We have different ecosystems, obviously, we've flown through, so we flew over oceans, we flew over sort of um, grasslands or forests. Again, this is version 2 tech, so I just, I can only imagine the weather tech now in game for Lear 3. I have one of these because I have a big killer, but it's not something I would... I'm, uh, I'm, I might have gotten it on, on my own, eventually. But I prefer the, um, the bikes like the Ranger. Or the, um, Dragonfly. Looks like someone didn't heed the atmospheric, uh, unsafe I, flight I, I do CCU in my, in my hangar though, but I don't know if I'm gonna apply it. Yeah, we've got a lot more rocks now, Scuba. Yeah, it's mostly flat, you know, you, you could actually, like, you know, drive straight. Yeah. If we take a look back here, you can sort of see where we came from. And through your trees. Two and a half kilometers back there. And so we're heading past this rock, out uh, this set of, this sort of canyon walls to head to the distress beacon. Everyone, remember where you park. By the way, one thing you do that we're not experiencing my problem. Where I park at the mall. I said, I can't remember where I parked at the mall. Talking about remember where you parked on a planet. <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I take Uber. I, I walk out, the car is right there. It's just like, hey. Morpheus Horizon, Javelin Class. Where that came from. All right, let's carry on. See if there's anyone around. I'm gonna head that way to get to the distress beacon. Oh man, in L LA Uber was expensive. 
like we 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 um we did a test house and, and um yeah that year um we did a um bnb airbnb but we took, we got a cheap one but it was far from the convention if we had um actually gotten closer to the convention we probably would have saved money just by not using uber as much I had to get home from work one day, back before I had Uber Platinum. It cost me $54 for a trip mm. that's usually like 17 Limitless Factor, thank you for the follow, buddy. Thank you. A great solo flow, wow. Thanks, Scuba, for the house. Yeah, for this year's Citizen Card, I was like 18 minutes away from um, the venue. Yikes. I was walking, not driving, walking 18 minutes away. Double yikes. That was pretty priced. Gigi don't walk in the heat. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that warm in, in October in, in LA. It wasn't last year, but you know, that changes the year, obviously. So look how much makeup I wear. Gigi don't walk in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gigi, you're more than welcome to ride with me in my car. <laughs> Fast car been trying to get me in this cart for way too long, y'all. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> She's not buying that one. Not the strangest one I've heard, Glade. Trust me. <laughs> Standard deviation. Oh, seven, sir. How are you today? Yeah, I think this is the first time we saw the bike in action. 
know. Yeah, there are plenty of testies who went ahead and got this bike after this. The black and yellow one. Mm. Yeah, I still have my black and yellow yellow jacket. Oh, this is the this is the year we had the um yellow jacket outside. Oh, that was 2018. Sorry, that was 2018. But um, yeah, two years out later in the U.S. in Austin, we have yellow jacket. You know, 75% or three, four, three quarter model scale. Yeah, Griff put me on this bike, but uh, it did not go well. <laughs> I have yet to fly that bike in a multi crew role. Yeah. I guess you. I mean, this is one of the things that reason why a lot of people that love this area. Sandstorm. That sandstorm way up there in the front, absolutely. <laughs> is that an actual I mean, sandstorm? With thunder strikes coming from it. Much better pilot than me. So you should give me your appreciation. Otherwise, you'd have me crashing into things. Yes, Scuba Steve, y'all were hot in that long line. I was sitting in front minding my own business with my crew. I felt sorry for y'all, so, so sorry for y'all. Echo the show. Next year, you, you, gotta, you gotta be in line with me, you know? Well, we have. I mean, we, we these, there are some. Uh, this was one of the first time we've seen this type of mission. But there was a mission just like this at uh, on Hurston, the one with the satellite that allowed you to use the um, the the splicer or whatever it is. Yeah, and if you see up there, that's the space station. The cutter with the mic. If you look closer, you can actually see the rig slowly that. That's supposed to be. Is that, that P.O.? Is space station we flew I was like, is that right Port Olisar? Okay, so if that's Port Olisar, why is Port Olisar above Lear? Okay. The station, it's not Port O. It's just a station that's up above Yeah, but it's totally a good demonstration of, like, you know, you can see actual stuff in orbit from the planet. And if you notice behind, there's like a small sliver of a moon See, I off swore, in the distance, which is pretty cool. I swore I heard Chris Roberts say that that was P.O. Later on in the film, I, we'll, get, we'll get there. That looks. The savannas actually look like a savanna. Desert areas. The, the price is that you'll save forty bucks. Okay, perfect. <laughs> look at that tech right there. Just look at that tech right there with the, with the sandstorm. I haven't seen any game that even comes close. That even attempts like to put a sandstorm in a game. Various weather systems are all mixed with the model on the planet. 
Yeah, I can understand why you're not watching this part. Yeah, you don't want to watch this part because he's going all over the place. Not, right, and he's like um, spinning left and right. And my head's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I had this problem when people were playing FPS, but I'm fine with, with it when people are riding a vehicle. Okay, he's, he's out the vehicle now. Here comes the storm. Look at that part right there. Dude. Oh, there really it is. dangerous out in the desert. Who knows? Oh. Uh, that looks like the obvious horizon of visit. But we're just going to do it! And go out there. Oh, that lightning too. Wow. That's why I was like, I, I don't know of any sandstorm yeah. that has a lightning. Yeah, I guess unless it's an alien world. <laughs> Weird random space worm. That's terrifying. Oh, he's back on the face bite. <laughs> that's not lightning, that's a worm sign. You can yeah. tell you, I mean, now that you have, now that you have the weather tech in game, and I don't know if that was their worth of tech, yeah. but if you ever get caught in that sandstorm, will you, you stay mobile? Uh, you know, will you get swept up? Will you die and respawn and PO? <laughs> it would be cool like if you didn't get swept up, but you just lost your visual references. You know what I mean? And you were mm -hmm. truly lost in a sandstorm and had to figure your way out. It'll be like a movie Twister. There's a there are cow there are cows flying. I think that's the same cow. Hey Gigi, she's flying. <laughs> Lightning is worm sign. Still about two hundred meters away. Hey, Coffee Gaming. Hey there, Coffee. Bad nomad. Should we shoot it? Alright. Oh, this is going to be the melee takedown? Sorry about that. That was a good shot. That was a good shot. And that is what I'm good at. <laughs> I can't do a whole lot, but I can shoot something and I can make sure it goes down. <laughs> you shoot I Well. Hmm? What was that? You shoot I drive. Mm, right? I'm great for manning a turret. Yeah, they say they're not having a virtual a virtual citizen kind either, but I mean we've still got a few months so they may change their mind, but we haven't let us know let us know what they'll have planned yet. 
No promises, coffee, but if you're nice, I'll think about it. <laughs> coffee, don't be in her line of sight. You'll be fine. And don't fly near me because I might hit you, but it would be on accident. <laughs> Gonna say anything about that this time? That okay, like here we go. Oh goodness! You know what, fast car? Okay, I don't need your sass. I, I don't need your sass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but that takedown was great. That, that, that's what I was alluding to earlier. Let me look at here. We go. He did try to buy shelter before the sand the sandstorm hit. Hey, this is the, is this the Bengal or is this the, uh, Javelin? I say Javelin. I get it. I mean, to me, all the things look the same. I, just, I can't tell the difference between it. It's it just a Javelin sometimes. I know the name, but, you know, it's not something I have or, or want. Yeah, scuba, scuba, scuba Steve said Javelin. GG, I think you want to you want to watch this part. So I'm out here in the audience, sitting beside um Miss Hart and eating star, eating star is the one million one million thumbs, and um so I I I'll tell her more when we get to the closet. Oh, Dad Lando, hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Uh, look at this. That looks so fun, I wish I could do that. Just riding out in a group. There we go. Woof! Uh, 
Uh, that reminds me of that movie Tremors. Mm-hmm. How about Doom? Doom. That's the first time it's ever done that. Back that up one, like, animal from Men in Black, I think it was. Hmm. That was like eating an entire train. That is a javelin. No, oh, but th th thanks for stopping by, javelin. I'm sorry I didn't Hearing recognize your name. It makes me so happy. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was sitting beside Miss Hart and I'm eating and Bear and Bear's friend. When that sandworm came up, I told the story a hundred times. Eating thorn hit you when I said, but when that sandworm came up, Eating thorn jumped like like a jump like a foot from off her feet, off her off her feet. But she she said that she 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 was reacting to something else and not the sandworm. That was uh, a that so that demonstration of the. Uh, I mean, well, this is the layer system, the layer system. Um, that was on layer three, because I'm definitely going to head towards that. So, I want to um, see what Chris says. We're because going to, uh, I'm going to hand it over is that to PO Sean or Tracy, station? who's our technical content director, and Simon Vickers, um, who is a senior designer in Planet 42. And we're going to sort of open up the curtain a little bit. They're going to get in the editor. And they're going to sort of zip you around the planet we built for this, which will be a planet that will be in Star Citizen eventually. It's just not on the Stanton system. And uh, so I'm kind of show you some features behind it. And then uh, there'll be a deeper dive done by the German office. Uh, so I'll, I'll hand you over a short trade. And I have to say that they, that last thing was the first time I've ever seen it any time we've done that playthrough. But that's live demos for you. Um, so Sean, over to you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Hey, everyone. How's it going? All right. So, yeah, you, know, you guys know I get excited about this stuff all the time. So they thought they'd put a mic in front of me. And actually, like, usually I write down bullet points of what to say. I actually have bullet points of what not to say. So that's going to be good stuff. So I wanted to show you some behind the scenes. Um, they want to see your screen up there. Very good. All right. So what you're seeing in front of you, um, uh, myself and Simon uh, work in this uh, every day. Is this is the Spacebox editor. Uh, this is what our developers use to build our build our systems, build the planets. Uh, pretty much anything that goes in the game runs through the editor. So you might recognize Port Olisar, but uh, what you probably haven't seen before is the planet that's sitting there underneath. So one of the big things that we had to do with the CryEngine, and I get asked this a lot of times, like, what did we change from the CryEngine? Did we just take that and start plopping models into it or whatnot? Not at all. Um, the terrain system had to be completely rewritten. So one of the biggest things that it needed to support, of course, was spherical terrain, like you're seeing up there. Uh, one of the other things it had to do was go up to a planetary scale. Now, the CryEngine terrain system was actually really good in the first place, but it was designed for you know uh, uh, a flat eight-kilometer sort of area. Uh, and not a true planet. So one of the other things is all this stuff is runtime generation. So all of it is happening in real time right in front of you. You saw we had the frame counter up in the uh, yeah, top right for the entire the demo there. And that's something that uh, you know, any engineer, uh, any artist, anybody working on the demo can really be proud of because that frame rates of that um, uh, level are, are, are hard to get when you're trying to do content to this fidelity. So one of the other things that you saw was the seamless transition from space to first person ground. Um, 
I, I haven't seen any other project or any other uh, uh, game, to that matter, um, that has the sheer uh, uh, range of scale that we have. Back then. So when it's you get really up close now, on the first person train, it looks like you're down on the, on the train. It's not blotchy. It's not too not copying big. It, but you don't get up, all or screwed up with the, parallel uh, with the scale. On. But this is one of the first games I have it. All right, so the next thing um, is that there's no restriction to view distance. Yep, you exactly. saw this in the whole pull through I'll put it, I'll put in the it, uh, initial demo, but you'll see this here as Simon zooms around with the editor. Been again, been this is all happening real time. We thought Chris it best to show how we actually <laughs> build this stuff for you guys so that you guys we can have Chris. a little bit of faith that we're going to be able to fill um, if we didn't all love this content them, we up for them. So one of the things we like to do is just kind of show the scale because the scale is really hard to wrap your mind around. Um, as even as a even as a designer, it, it can be uh, um, very jarring when you go from just a centimeter level of precision all the way out to thousands and thousands of kilometers. So he plopped a character in there just to give you an idea of what you're actually looking at because it can be easy to get um, um, sort of a, a god complex when you're looking at this kind of stuff. Mm. All right, so I think we're going to go find a little area here and uh, do a little bit of work because one of the biggest uh, and most powerful pieces of the tools, and it's probably what we work on the hardest, is that it, it's, it's artist-guided, but it's procedurally generated. So the artist can still have this really fine-tuned control over the areas that they want, but we can do it on such a massive scale, and they can even go in afterwards and sort of tweak up the objects. So you'll see he's actually just creating more landscape. Um, we actually use an ecosystem system, an ecosystem technology to do this. So I'm going to let Simon paint a little bit of terrain here. And this is pretty awesome. This is what we get to do every day. So um, it's really exciting to be able to work on this kind of technology. And it's even better to be able to stand in front uh, of you guys in front of this kind of technology because there's 360 other, you know, developers that are working on this stuff. So um, got to say that it's a massive, massive team effort. All right, so what he's actually doing is painting down different ecosystems. Uh, the ecosystem is kind of like a high-level visual representation of a classic level, uh, of a classic game level, really. Um, so the ecosystem defines things like uh, the general C, terrain shape. Um, so whether thank it's down, desert, whether it's mountains, whether it's ocean. Um, it also defines some of the main feature terrains, um, things like uh, erosion or valleys and trees. And you can see as he paints around, it changes all the ecosystem underneath. All right. Shall we find a nice little spot to build up on? So while Simon looks for a little spot here, just to let you know, the uh, planets are made out of uh, uh, all these ecosystem tiles or chunks, uh, and it's made out of thousands of these chunks, and we can modify them again on a really, really macro scale, so uh, on a planetary scale, uh, or on a very, very micro sort of scale. So the first thing he likes to drop down is always a, a little bit of a, a lake or a river. So of course we've got the water support that uh, we now. wanted to, but we had to actually rewrite the whole ocean and, and water volume system they in the CryEngine to be able to support again the spherical level open up uh, uh, terrain. And as you can see, the results are actually really, really good. It's no pressure on Simon at all. 
So what he's placing in now is one of these object containers. So again, we thought it'd be cool if we really just kind of pulled the, pulled the curtains and, and showed you how we, how we make this stuff. So an object container is uh, how we actually classify a whole bunch of different objects. So it might be lights, it might be geometry, uh, might even be script. Um, there's many different things that an object container can contain. Uh, and the whole point of object containers is really so that we have this powerful streaming system so that we can bring in an entire level worth of content and then bring it out. And even better, we can fly around levels of content, which is what the capital ships are really doing. So this is the tower we just saw in Homestead. We're going to set up a little uh, location here. We'll put a couple uh, objects down uh, and we'll do a little bit of exploring. So you see how quickly the designer actually controls uh, the procedural distribution of the trees, grass, groups of objects. And this isn't restricted to vegetation, right? You can do this with rocks. You can do this with uh, grass. You can do this with buildings, maybe, question mark. Uh, we'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. So one of the things I did like promise my German counterparts is that we keep the tools off the screen uh, because they really want to reveal this stuff. They've done a ton of work on these tools. So a lot of uh, what you see, we get to showcase you know, the final results of this stuff, but there is so much work that actually goes into being able to bring you that. Um, and a lot of those guys don't get enough credit. Um, so really excited to be able to stand in front of this stuff uh, for them. Woohoo! Well, when Chris said we're going to walk, he means that. So he's dressing up the scene a little bit. He's trying to make it a little bit nicer looking. Um, we've got a special little prop here that uh, Simon seems to like to drop in. You might recognize it. So we're creating a little home for this crab. I think he lives under the tower. Yeah. Maybe he's got a family. That's a baby nightmare crab. You know, I never knew the significance of that crab. Oh, really? No, I mean, I, yeah, I, those, those are the same crabs that are in the daddy crab, tank, right? you know. Yeah. I want to take the same <laughs> crab that's in the um, Constellation now commercial. That's what, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the little tank that you, if you got a Constellation so Aquila, that gives you a really good idea. You, of, tank. you know, this took, what, maybe and know, I believe five, I saw that six crab minutes. In the tank. Um, I don't know. And we were able to maybe build wrong. up just a little section. Now, you know, this isn't about to ship out to you guys looking exactly crab, like this. But tank but in the Aquila or the uh, again, it shows, oh, I thought when I purchased the Aquila set, we, we would ship you got a fish tank, you got a cot. You would all play it, I'm sure. You got um, a, uh, a drinking so station. So again, uh, we need to be able to oh, create this content super quickly, but right. still have that artist oh, okay. input. Because if you don't have that artist input, uh, eventually you end up with very generic looks. Uh, and we can't give you these moments that we really are, uh, um, are excited to, to, to share with you. So what do you think? Should we show that? Uh... All right, so the last little bit of this uh, is kind of a fun bit is uh, uh, in a lot of game levels, the thing is, is that you're in a skybox. Like, it, what you're not, what is so hard to wrap your head around is that that's not a skybox, that's actual atmosphere scattering that's happening. The sky is blue because the light scatters, right? Um, so let's just kind of prove that to you. Um, those little sprites in the sky, they're not really sprites. Those are other planets. 
So let's see if we can explore one of those. One of the other cool things, anyways, just about our editor in general, you saw that while he's developing, he can actually just jump in and start actually playing the game directly from it. Um, it's a super powerful tool. Uh, you won't iterate too much on stuff if you have to shut down, take five minutes to reload some other, uh, uh, some other uh, executable, then you come back to your editor. Being able to just minutely change thing after thing after thing and jump in and try it again and jump in and try it again and jump in and try it again. Um, Gives you oh, no, I don't want really to polished content. Hit the audio and like that. And so there's one the reason I'm standing here talking about it. Better it the he's actually he's a very very good pilot, and I think we're about to showcase this. No pressure. So that's not a sprite. Let's go. Oh, we can't do that in the game. No, we cannot. <laughs> oh, we All right. Could. So a little bit of a different looking planet here. Yeah. I was excited about that. So part, this is kind of showing saw. off a little more of the exotic ecosystem that. that we can do, and we barely just scratched like, we, the we, surface. We, 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 we're gonna be able to jump the, planet from uh, planet. The exotic games. These are sulfur lakes. This, this place probably line. just stinks. <laughs> I mean, it's super hot. The sunset, though, that you can see again with the atmosphere scattering, we get this for free. Um, you know, not for free. I mean, somebody worked very, very hard on it, Carson Wenzel. Um, but in terms of actually running in the game, when the sun comes down on the horizon, yeah, we're gonna get that scattering. We get natural day-night cycles because the, the planet's rotating. Finally comes into play. So you see, they're we doing a bit of mining like here, but uh, in either what, Simon's, or Ariel? he's brave. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> and he's flying that ship, though. He hasn't crashed it or anything yet. Oh, he almost blacked out. We're all done. There's no pressure. Yeah, now he saw it all. Yeah, but he's all oh, we really wanted to show you again. <laughs> that, uh, without having too big a demo yeah, around did, it, yeah. we wanted to show you how we kind of, uh, you know, level design jazz, Simon called it earlier. Just something a little bit improv. And oh, what's this? That's somebody, somebody's flying information with us. Yeah, everything else that is in here. Just the, that one specific jump from, from that. No, it's not yeah, in. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I like so we're going to go chase him down, so see where he went. I wish quantum jumping was that quick. Uh, and there it is, the interest. So it's an interesting ship there. All right. So we've given away way too much already. They want me to get off, I know it. I'm so sorry. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I hope you like seeing how we actually build all this stuff for you. You were not sorry, sir. All right, so that was a little view behind the curtain. Not sorry at all. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, you'll see a little later on when we show you the squadron. 42. Uh, uh, Polish level. Yeah, and this is uh, a, this anyway, around so, the point is when I realized uh, we haven't heard much about Quine 42. We haven't the, gotten a, free, um, a um, demo uh, from Quine 42 yet. Some of the Javelin Sandworm demo. I believe when we did GamesCon, we didn't have any of that. So that's how quickly, with the tools that have been built by the team in Frankfurt, that we were able to sort of put that together. Obviously, we had some of those assets, like the Javelin, although we had to wreck it and put it in the desert. and. 
but all the ecosystems building that world out. Um, that's just the beginning. The tools are built to iterate uh, really quickly. So what we've been concentrating on is the technology uh, to put in place to enable us to populate the universe of Star Citizen with incredibly like high fidelity content. Uh, if someone's doing a drinking game, I guess you have to take a shot when I say fidelity. Uh, <laughs> fidelity, fidelity, fidelity. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's gonna get drunk now. Um, but uh, no, it's the the It's no fun when he does it on purpose. The uh, the gameplay potential now, into because it's not just flying missions in space or even sort of wandering around in FPS on ships. I mean, there's a whole, I mean, not a whole world. There's whole worlds out there to go and explore and adventure and have a, you know different encounters on. If you guys and, have a question uh, for us, use that that has it in the stream, so just go uh, ahead and leave Star it and answer it at the end of the show. Of you've just seen the tip of the iceberg, so if you see how our ships get better year after year and a bunch of our, our characters get better year after year, just imagine what the planets are going to look like in a year's time and everything else. But I have to say, the team that are building this is fantastic. So my hat's off to him and my hat's off to you guys uh, for enabling us to be able to do this. Um, and now it's four years. Happy birthday for us. Four years on. Thank you. I, and I, my lovely wife here, Sandy, too. Better singer than me. What? I'm not singing. Oh, you're not singing. <laughs> well, you're not going to get, ta get taken off the internet now. No, I'm not going <laughs> to sing. I'm out, no, I'm out here to <laughs> win. CitizenCon 2017 <laughs> will be held in Frankfurt. <laughs> you better bring it, uh, so as soon as we have all the details, we will share them. And I'd like to give it up for all of the staff who put in, like, hours and hours and hours all around the world. All our 363 staff and our volunteers. Where are our volunteers? Okay, they're coming. Who's going to kick? Chris, are you going to kick off the singing? What's that? You're going to kick off the song? I can't. I'm, I, I'm, my singing's awful. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear, oh, dear Star Citizen. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> He did, he did say he's not a singer. He did. He did say that. Hold up the cake a little bit so people can see it or no? Oh, I have to cut the cake. Oh, All right, here we go. Just do it! <laughs> I did it. Three times, Chris. All right, who wants to cut out all the things? All right, I want to say thank you to everyone here. Thank you to everyone up on stage. Thank you to everyone watching out there. I think there. I got some of that cake too. And I think uh, now it's time to have some drinks and fun. Yeah. All right, there you go. I'm, I recognize most of these, many of these um, volunteers up there. I haven't seen them in ages. I missed those guys. And that's it. So what did you guys think? I started with What are your impressions? You're muted.
Um, well, like I said, I am really glad that I was able to come in while y'all dealt with that. <laughs> and I didn't have to go through that part. Um, I was marveled by the sandstorm. Literally just blew my mind. I don't know that I expected that. Um, it's, it's crazy to watch it and be so, you know, so entranced. And then you look up and you realize that this was six, four years ago. Like, wow, that's, Star Citizen has gotten so much better since four years ago. And it already looks so cool. So I, I do get why you guys back the game so hard. Like, I understand because it's so fun and you're watching so much honest work go into something and you're watching people who care very much about a project put everything that they have into it and hopefully you're just going to come out with a game that's never been created before something that no one's ever seen and I feel like everybody wants to be a part of something that's brand new. Do you know what I mean? Something that is so transcendent as far as video games are concerned. I think it's going to be outstanding and I'm, I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> cool. So what did you think, Colossal? What are your impression, impressions? I mean, I agree with Gigi and it put things in several perspectives and this is no diss on any games because every game is different. Elite Dangerous is doing now what Star Citizen has already done four years ago. And if not, longer which is that you know uh, uh first person on on an atmospheric flight and stuff like the elite danger still doesn't even have it in you're not going to have it in until next early next year and they got it up there right now as a promo for this is what they're going to do star citizen has already had that in place and that's looking at it today going back then in 2016 um i mean this conference i think everybody can agree or you can argue about it that you know everybody was like okay it's not that much gameplay in, in this it's, it's more you know a substance and trying to try to tell us what's what's going to happen and things like that and so forth and so forth and then they came out with the clip um so looking at it then i was like okay all right got it but for what they were able to do then and what they're able to continue to do now is transcending it's amazing um, I mean, Chris and his staff deserves a whole lot of accolades for this. And I'm not going to say if I would, you know, but at this point in time, I would like to say when they get this off the ground in terms of in people's hands and things like that, uh, I think the gaming community is, is going to reward him and his company mightily. This is a game that uh, a lot of people have been waiting on their entire life. And and uh, and those people who have been, you know, uh, saying negative things and dissing him for whatever motivation they have is unjustified at, at this point in time. Um, un un until the game comes out um, even further, they'll be furthermore unjustified. But it's just amazing from where they are, where they were then four years ago to where they are now. Uh, I'm excited about the game. The game is a great game, even as you play it right now, even as you test it. Because we're still testing the game. I want to be clear, we're still testing the game, trying to help them out and bring the game out. But it's a fantastic game. It's a phenomenal game. 
um, and the development from V2 to V4. Now we're at V4 tech. Uh, that's quite astounding. We're at atmospheric flight now. We're at where the ships can basically move with the wind and, and, the, and the climate and things like that and so forth. Um, so there's a lot of things that are in game right now. Even worse. Right. There, there are things that are in game right now that he promised even then and still a lot more to come. It's just an amazing time for Star Citizen and his fans. And how about you, Fast Card? <laughs> I was just about to uh, to, to speak on my on my slide. Um, the presentation itself, um, I didn't occur to me until like late in, late in the presentation that there wasn't much in the way of Squadron Forty Two. They did have like the roadmap and stuff for Squadron Forty Two and and the goals, but I was expecting uh, many of us were expecting something more, like maybe a um a video or some sort of presentation. But outside of that, um, that whole that whole planet stuff, the whole um the sandworm and everything, I was not expecting that. I was pleased by that and that um blew me away. The Sean Tracy presentation, um, that blew me away. Um and you know, they they, they addressed some of the issues about um why they didn't have much in the way of squadron for the two and it's called Star Citizen Road Citizen Card. I'm gonna put that into um Twitch chat. And in that they um they discussed like it was a not not last minute but like a ten day thing when when they they they, they, were, they were gonna have too much squadron for the two but um stuff in there but Ten days away, they decided not to and just pivot to what they what, what they show. And I understand why, why they did it. And communication communication was key because a lot of people were, uh, I guess, upset is the, is the right word. And they, they addressed that with, with the video. And I think that that pleased or calmed down many of the people who had um, objections. But um, the pre um, the citizen con itself, it was a hot day that day. We people showed up, stayed in line for three hours. They let us in a little a, a little late. I forget how late it was, but once we got in and the camaraderie and everything, we were having fun in the line. We were having fun inside. Oh, been <laughs> showing one of my pictures. Yes, yes there it is. <laughs> That's why I stay. Um, Captain Richard, me, and the friend at the, at the beginning of the line. I showed up probably two hours before those were supposed to open. Um, Captain Richard and Fayash, they showed up like three or four hours before, like at 9 a.m. It was supposed to open at, at, at 1 p.m. So, yes, I had my crew and everything with me um, chatting and everything. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, I was I was more there, I was there more for the community rather than you know, what 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 I was seeing. What I saw the preaching things were great and everything, but I just wanted to get out there and see, put faces to name, hang out, and um, have a good time. And and I did that, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Nice. All right, so so you want to take care of the survey now? Yeah, let's go ahead and take care of the survey. So the survey. Uh, basics. Remember, this is a survey about FastCart, and you were asked to choose one, which is not one of FastCart's titles. And the choices were The Grinding Beast, Fudge of Chocolate, Rider of Plays, or Black Jurassic. 
so your your choice was which one is not one of fast fast cars titles the answer that you guys chose by overwhelming 62.5 percent was the third option which was the writer of plays that was not one of fast cars title i believe fast car your title is what writer of scripts there are scripts Yes. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, script came from we used to do a show called Postcards from the Horizon on the base radio. And it was supposed to be an improv show. But the uh it was nice for me and um and Silver Bathory. I was the one who wanted to uh, script, uh, write scripts and make it less about um about um uh improv and they were no you can't write that many you can't write script you can do a little bit but not, not, not that much so that's how i got that got that title black jurassic that was a fun one that was on the actor pub um captain table uh a few years back we had a question at the end of the show um it was asking what is your i forget uh, what is what are those what are your porn name questions or something like that? It was okay. like it, 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 it was the, the color of your shirt and the first thing to to to, to 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 your right. So the color of my shirt was black like it is now, and I had Jurassic World Blu-ray at that um um in my hand because I just watched the movie um like the night before. So my, my name became Black Jurassic Park uh, World, but they just shortened it to Black Jurassic. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Soul Citizens, y'all heard it here. Y'all were correct about Fast Car and all his many names. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the writer of, what was that? He's scripts, not the writer of plays. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys interacting with our poll. We appreciate you guys watching our show. We have a great time with y'all every week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to um, have a raid. I believe we're going to raid Captain Burke. So stick around for that. And I hope you enjoyed um, our episode. Hope everyone here enjoyed. Did you, you guys in, in, enjoy hanging out and wa watching this presentation? Sure did. It was great. I said one word, merchantman. <laughs> merchantman. Colossal on his ship, y'all. Yeah, I do too. But I, I'm, I'm willing to wait. I, oh, wait, wait. Bring Hamilton back in it. I'm willing to wait for it. everybody peace love and soul and we will see y'all next oh. week on sunday have a wonderful evening and say hi to our raid for us for captain burks work